I love when my boyfriend comes to me so I can drag my pussy across the floor and pretend I'm a snail. Jesus fucking Christ. It was sunny out yesterday, so I actually went out to the park and I laid a blanket down. I was like, and took off my shirt, and it was just actually sunning for the first time in months and months and months. Oh, wow. It was really nice. My brother did the same thing. He got sunburned, I found out. Oh, that's that's <laughs> fun. Hey, man, at least you can get sunburned still. At least that's a thing that can still happen. At least the sun actually comes out and there's warmth, given that it's fucking May and it was 31 degrees last night. Oh, my God. <laughs> we got snowed like two days ago. What? I have what? not gotten show in Chicago somehow, which is funny. 2020 is literally the most cursed fucking year. I swear to Christ. There's, oh, yeah, no, there's, there's literally nothing that's gone right. And it's just like, are, are we at the end times? Is this really it? Like, because it's like, why is it fucking summer and I've got snow in my front yard? <clears throat> Somebody's fucked up and it's not me. I really like summer, so it's bummed that this as winter is kind of it's really uh, spiking it's, again. Yeah, yeah, it's really lingering. Mm. I really hate summer, and now that I have to wear a mask at work, fuck everything. It's misery, oh, isn't it? It's misery. I saw, it's fu- I'm sweating in the instant I walk in there. I saw a funny thing God. earlier about how shippers are having trouble getting masks out, but man, they can get you those game controllers out in no time. That's what happened to me this week. <laughs> Because I'm running low, right? I'm running low on masks, right? So I found, mm-hmm. found the place that had some, and then ordered them. It's like, oh, we'll get those to you in two months. <laughs> but then I ordered a fucking controller from Best Buy, and it's going to be here tomorrow or Tuesday. Beautiful. <laughs> God. At least my priorities are straight. Might be At least able- the shipper's priorities are straight. Yeah. Might be able to might be able to play Streets of Rage four tomorrow. That'll be good times. That would be nice. It, lo- it, so- it sounds like everyone's having a lot of fun with that one. It's like yeah, like I think it's only like the purists that seem to be kind of being big butt mad about it. Mm-hmm. I don't like I, I can't really make a full assessment. I haven't done a full playthrough of it yet. I've just kind of poked mm-hmm. at it here and there. Cool, and it's made me want to um, play some. I, I mentioned that in like the the genres I've barely touched, and mm-hmm. I like I barely touched beat 'em ups, and I really want to figure them out. Some figure them out this year, just like get a cup. Like it'd be nice to just like once see a console beat 'em up. Like that would be okay. I've I've you I've could... made a stride into this. Once you see Streets of Rage one, man, like that's the best fucking yeah. OST, and it's like it's yeah, not it it's not a hard one CC at all. Mm-hmm. That was the one I, I I jumped in like a month ago. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, yeah, I get this, I get this. And then I got to the first boss, and I was just like, what? What do I do? I don't understand. <laughs> like, beat-em-up bosses, they, they come in a lot of varieties, and th- about 70% of those varieties are, oh, that's cheap bullshit. <laughs> okay, yeah. I've just, I just got to learn the loop here. I've got to learn what to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So that was my that was my realization. Is just like, okay, I need to just pop a save state in front of these bosses and figure out what their bullshit is. Yeah. Um, and then I can get to the levels just fine. And God Streets of Rage One is has that good soundtrack. God, it's nice. I like man Streets of Rage Two soundtrack is the one that gets all the love in the world. But I think One's just it hits so good. It's it's got such a thump to it. Yeah, I can just hear it. Yeah. Right in my soul. Yeah, like it just reverberate. Um, like, like the first time I heard that soundtrack, the first time I heard the 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 first level theme, Christmas morning, nineteen nineteen ninety two or nineteen ninety three. It's like, oh, this is the sweetest fucking jam in my life. I've mm. never heard video game music this good. Yeah, pretty much. Like <laughs> I put it on, it's just like. Jesus fucking Christ! Thank you, thank you, Koshiro, as always. Yeah, but especially Yuzo, for this, Yuzo Koshiro is 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 a god among uh, among among the common man. Mm. It kind of I, I might want to try um Final Fight. I've never even touched Final Fight. Final just Fight is like, Final Fight is on some bullshit. Play the arcade. <laughs> play, the, play the arcade version though. Don't play the shitty SNES version. That's that's what I was. They the arcade version's available on Switch, so yeah. I can just play it in one of those collections. I, I was just thinking like. I didn't. I had trouble with fighting games, mm-hmm. and then I just played a bunch of Street Fighter Two, the yeah. original. Yeah. And then I was like, "Oh, okay. You, you, this was made to be accessible to people because it was the first one." Yeah. Yeah. So, so I feel like Final Fight might be kind of a similar deal, where it's like, "Hey, we are so we're sort of inventing a lot of this right yeah, now." Yeah. Like th- it. It's definitely a lot of growing pains because it's a genre that's coming from fucking Double Dragon, and those games are clunky as shit. And I don't care. Oh, I any... tried playing arcade Double Dragon. And it oh, was rough. it is misery. That slowdown is not your emulator. That is how that game plays, and that game got popular. Oh, that game got popular playing like that. So when Final <laughs> Fight came out and was what it was, it was an entirely different revelation. Mm-hmm. Those sprites are big and pretty. Oh god, they are. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think those might be some of the bigger, biggest sprites of that time. Like when that mm-hmm. game came out. So, yeah, it's sort of like Capcom. Like they're not as sort of expressive with some of the stuff. Like they're not going to have like the super detailed fighting game setting that like an SNK no. stuff will have. They're yeah. not going to have that Yuzo Koshiro score. But then they also just like will invent genres. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Capcom is is amazing like that yeah so i think that i think that's playing a bunch of street fighter 2 is like oh okay yeah y'all y'all rule yeah like i didn't they, realize capcom is a company that that is where they're at and they, they they've earned their place in the pantheon of very very and like and it's nice to see that they've been on such an upswing over the last few years with like, yeah Meg- with all that good resident evil stuff resident evil Mega Man 11 like they've, mm-hmm. they've done a lot of good stuff to be in the good graces that's another that's another good comparison is like i as a kid i was like i don't what's this resident evil this this is stupid because mm-hmm. um, I played a bunch of Silent Hill, and I was like, "Oh, I like I like the cool J horror stuff." Yeah. And then you play Resident Evil, and and it's Master of Unlocking. And it's very hokey. But, and then and then I kind of played it again a while later, and I was like, "Oh shit! Wait, this is really good." <laughs> yeah, like again, that's that's Capcom figuring something mm-hmm. out and taking something far beyond, you know, what what it originally was. Mm-hmm. So. And the doors go places, and when there's locked, you can unlock them. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jill can unlock them because she's the master of unlocking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Terry Mason is not that. the master of unlocking. Welcome, Once one. He... Welcome all. 
to another hot episode <laughs> of the SoxCast. This is the 116th episode. We are putting all up in your grill, and we are brought to you as always by Moon Pies. Moon Pies, it is the Dino's Puke. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> we hope you're all doing well. Everybody out there, they are wrapping up Game of the Decade lists. Uh, those lists are pouring in. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> oh my god. I uh, I was doing I was doing some banner making this morning and we hit a milestone. We we are at up to a certain point in the thread. I'm not going to say where I'm at because I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, Rhett knows because he he knows the last list yeah. that I grabbed uh, banners for. We are up to 450 unique games. <laughs> I think we might double that by the end. I. I a lot of lists came in yesterday and today. When those lists came rolling in yesterday, I shit my pants <laughs> because I'm the one doing I'm the one doing the banners uh, and stuff for the site, and I had done a whole bunch, and then I stopped working on it at all for like three weeks. Uh, I and mean, then, and everybody then, stopped working on their list for like three weeks. So. And then fucking, or three months in my case, and three months in John's case, and like. All of these lists started coming in, and I'm like, oh, there's a lot of unique names here. There's not a lot of overlap. Oh, no. Oh, no. Sorry. Oh, Sorry, no. Party. So I got up this morning and had and, and like busted out like 83 new banners. So, Holy shit. Yeah. Excellent. So I'm going yeah. to try and do like 100 a day. Um, it's going to keep you busy at least. It's going to keep me busy. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to complain much. I'll probably still complain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm... Definitely. I'll talk, with, I'll talk with you after and figure out what images I can send for all my yeah, various definitely. bullshit. Definitely. Some of some of your uh, weird bullshit. Like, I remember getting to one of them being a fucking uh, Twine game. Twine game. And I was just like, John, you're getting these fucking images yourself. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I was just so mad. Oh, yeah, John, if you could, like, have links to those games. Yeah, I'll get some like links anything. to all the freeware games up. Yeah. Right, so right. I figured there's so many freeware games games on the list it's like i may as well just do a we consistent well, like yeah, hey just... here click here to play it yeah good because also because also our games are on there yeah so obviously and I, we uh, want people to play them of course because yeah. our games are great mm. two people picked facets that made me happy i noticed that i noticed that. yeah i noticed a and... lot of our games appearing on lists and i'd like I, a part of me is just like is that weird and then oh, the no, other, definitely and, not. and then the other part <laughs> of me is like fantastic the other part of me is like yeah that that, that, that game was that good yeah, it was, yeah, it was it was it was better than Faerun. <laughs> there are some games that are just barely better than Faerun, and some games that are just barely worse than Faerun. Yes, <laughs> like House and Five Morgana. Oof! Oh jeez! Oof! That one! That one hurts. <laughs> that one actually physically hurt. That one's like I'm gonna actually make you change your list. <laughs> that was that was the funny thing because I got to the end of the twenty forty to twenty one, mm -hmm. and my number my number twenty was Farron. Just just spoilers. Uh, so that I finished that four paragraph screed for House of Fata Morgana, mm -hmm. and I was like, and next Farron. Oh my god. Yes. And oh god, I hate you, John. <laughs> Sorry, I like good games, y'all. To my immediate virtual right, so grease up your baby for a ball on the hill. <laughs> it's Rhett. Hey. Hey. How you doing? Animal Crossing. That's Animal, what I've been playing. That's, that's, been, that's my bed. And we're done. Going to be an exceptionally easy episode this time around. Yeah. Why don't Definitely. you go in great detail about it and tell us about all your turnip adventures? <laughs> I gave up the turnip game. I'm out. 
He's out. out of the, he's done. I'm out. He said, fuck it. What? Oh, man. Okay, but now when you get some real good prices, you're going to be like, oh, I thought it was out. No, so that's the thing is that now that I'm back to work, I don't give a shit about checking the turnip prices fucking twice a day. There you go. It's <laughs> nice. a pain in the ass. <laughs> so we got a question in chat. So what happens if someone goes in and changes a lot of their list? Well, we're finalizing lists tonight. But th- like, I mean, there's going to be a grace period. Of don't pe- do that, please. Yeah, don't it's do basically. that, for one. Uh, if you do that, you're an asshole. Uh, plain and simple. But... We're, we, we have a bit of a grace period of a few days. We know yeah. some people are kind of nearing the end of their list and they're not quite finished, but they're getting there. So we're giving some people mm-hmm. kind of like a grace period of, I don't know, I'd yeah. say like Wednesday, Thursday is just kind of like the latest yeah. I think we want to go before we start getting everything this is, ready. This is the deadline. We are, we are fully committing this time. I mean, as a, yeah. yeah, we're just kind of, we're giving a little bit of grace period because we know there are a few people out there that want to get their lists in but need a little bit of time or or have some extenuating circumstances going on that need a little bit of uh, extra help to get things yeah. finished. So My extenuating circumstances is that I procrastinated. You're fucking <laughs> Yeah, lazy. there's that too. There is that amazing. Thankfully, that, that is not, that is not the case. Place. That is not the case for everybody except John Thire. That is literally just John Thire's <laughs> issue is that he's fucking lazy. I did not expect it to take five hours to do like twenty blurbs. I was I mean, like, it took me what ten hours yesterday to to do the last twenty five. So yeah, exactly. See, like I've those are like the easiest and, ones for me. Like no, I those banged, were the hardest for me. I banged Even the those one, I out one in, sentence. I banged those last twenty five out in two hours. <laughs> Thinking about every single game on that list made me cry. It was very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So to my yeah, immediate, basically, <laughs> to my sorry. to my immediate virtual left, he ate all the rest, and now he's got to eat you. It's John Thire. Hi. Hey. I'm doing well. I thought you'd like a, hungry. I thought you'd like a Vori intro. I thought that would work for you. Oh, I thought it was like a going down on people. Intro. No, no, they were, either they're, works. They're both they're both lyrics from the same song. People, I mm-hmm. ne- I never just divulge where I pull these things from, but they were both lyrics from the same song. So. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, they, they the two can. Like synergize, I yeah, feel like. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Just in my personal experience. Just yeah, I, I, yeah. In your, oh, your John Thayer's personal experience, we really, really want to emphasize that. <laughs> How you doing, John? I'm doing well. I finished another twenty entries and made me really happy because I got to think about all these games that I love. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, like, if anything, doing this list has been just, like, uh, a, a whirlwind of, of, of emotions. Like, I remember <laughs> mm-hmm. going through that. Going through that last 25 especially was just, oh, boy, I feel real strong about a lot of these. And, like, you're writing, and then sometimes it's just like, oh, man, I'm writing about the house in Fata Morgana. And then, like, mm-hmm. oh, no, all of the feelings are bubbling up. Uh-oh, uh-oh, okay, gonna have to stop writing and cry for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the house in Fata Morgana is really good. Just so fucking good. There's been a lot of love for that one. That game has gotten a lot of unexpected love. I was not expecting that. that, I'm not counting. Imagine if that just ended up winning. That'd be pretty funny, and I'd be pretty. I'd be down with it, especially right now, given. Yeah, this is going to be the. What I love about how this list seems to be shaking out is going to be the most on brand. Like this is so such a. (laughs) It's such a biased and like very colored. version of what a game of the decade list would be because like everybody else is just like the same boring triple a bullshit minecraft (laughs) here it is i mean i've seen i think minecraft top two of our list so it's gonna be up it's gonna be up there absolutely but it's just like 
I don't know. There's just this weird kind of like these games have yeah. to be big in order to be a game of the decade, but it's just like, yo, yeah. check it out. Here's number four of the Lonely Wolf Trick series. <laughs> yeah. It got four votes. Or... <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't know. I think it was just me and Paul. I think it's yeah. just me and John. I think it's just me and John. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we like, all end up next to each other. I think that it's really funny that like our list is going to have that kind of uh, of content. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they definitely always do. But yeah. I think because this one is such a huge spread. Yeah. Whereas like when the NES list was like you know Mario three ones and then Punch Out Punch Out was a good choice, but like maybe not that obscure or anything. No, mm. no. Punch Out is not what I would have expected, though. Like, and that, yeah, that was, and it that, was a little was, surprising. It made me, it made me immensely happy. Yeah, because mm. that game rules. Yes. Yep. Can confirm. Can confirm. <laughs> it's also, and also, where a lot of us make games, and a lot of us are just constantly sucking each other off uh, <laughs> about how great our games are. That that uh-huh. definitely plays a, a factor. Plays a, so that just means we're, we've got a lot of games that are like weird and out there and weird itch free itch stuff yeah so so are we going to remember silas 10 years from now uh absolutely, absolutely. i was thinking about that yeah um that we're going to remember silas and we're going to remember tom's three other rpgs three other rpgs that are in the works and and and, and five platformers that feels that feels like about right that's three years each come on yeah. crank them out let's get going get going so who, like who wants to start talking about stuff i will Okay. okay, okay, John I wants to talk talking. about John, talk about stuff. That's what we do on, on this thing that we do. Yep, just the just the way we say it. Yep. Um, the, my, it's our favorite catchphrase. So I think, last time, I think last time I had not actually quite finished Silas when we did the call, mm-hmm. and then I finished it up the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That game's climax is real good. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. Mm, big, old, of... big old Lunar, big, arf, big old Fantasy Star, big old Falcom energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... I'm interested in, in all the updates Tom did, because he took a lot of feedback from the from mm-hmm. people who are playing it and it made some tweaks that all sounded like smart to me. Yeah. Um, so now we're going to play it in a year and be like, this ruins it! Yeah, <laughs> I only like, want the original version. Why so. fuck it up? That's why I'm keeping the original version installed. I'm going to keep mm-hmm. it OG. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the real the real oh, yeah. patching game. He's gonna release Silas Evo, and it's gonna just have all of these big, <laughs> big expensive sprites that lack all of the character that the original ones have. <laughs> it's gonna have a much worse soundtrack. Oh, but there's Japanese voice. But acting. But there's Japanese now. voice acting for some reason. Gonna take out um, the villain's backstory. Gonna take out the villain's backstory so that it has <laughs> no dark. impact whatsoever. Oh my god. Silas complete. <laughs> See, I was gonna do, I was gonna do like an anniversary edition of uh, Poly Mario Brothers, mm-hmm. where I, I was went, in where that, I yeah. went, where I went back and kind of like fixed a couple things I wasn't super stoked about when I looked back mm-hmm. at it. But then it was just like, oh no, I don't remember where I put the original project file. <laughs> oh, didn't that whole thing like the Mario Maker? The Mario Maker's C&D'd gone. Probably? The Mario Maker yeah. got C and D, but I still have it. Yeah, uh, obviously, but I don't I, Is like it the same computer. Or? Um, it's on my other computer, probably the, gotcha. the the project file is, but it's not on this one. So I don't know why I didn't back that. I I always back up my game projects to my site. Mm-hmm. So there you go, go sniffing around. You'll probably find a bunch of stuff I probably never wanted anybody to see. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'll yeah, back, I'll back that up. And sometimes I back up VNs I really like to your site, 
and then share links with them to friends. Yeah, that's always <laughs> good. And, and then I get and then I get uh, messages from my host. Hey, you know, there's this folder on your site that's doing a lot of traffic. Uh, you want to check into that? Let us know if there's anything weird Whoops. going on there. <laughs> Socks make people sexy taken down because of Fate's Day Night piracy. <laughs> Man, wouldn't that just be the fucking luck? Wouldn't that be, like, the perfect fucking end? Like, John Thayer finally did it. He finally just brought sure Polly down. <laughs> he did it with Fate fucking Stay Night. His sword of choice was Fate Stay Night, and it was more successful than any fucking hate mail ever was over the years. <laughs> Um, so I did finish Silas and it was good. I think some of those changes sound wise, mostly like flat, um, flattening the XP curve at high level a bit. Cause I kept like basic, I ran out of skills to learn and I still just kept leveling up and leveling up and leveling you up. You beat so it that sounds like game like 40 levels higher than me or some shit. It was really weird. How the fuck uh, did that happen? I just fought every battle on the way to the end and I ended at a level and you were somehow 25 higher than that. Did you try to find, just thoroughly explore every dungeon? Yes! Huh. Because I, like, it's like, well, shit, I, I, I know this is the end of the dungeon, but I didn't do that dead end, like, 20 minutes ago. I should run back, and then I run back. There was only the one dungeon. dungeon where I was just like, I'm not fighting here. I'm not fighting here. I'm not fighting here. Because there was a bunch of puzzles. Because there was a bunch of puzzles, and I'm like, I ain't fighting here. I ain't fighting here. <laughs> um, I remember that bonus dungeon. Yeah. Um, that was I the think one. that's probably I think that's probably my big complaint is that the bonus dungeons um there's like three of them and they're very long and none of them tie directly into like the cast mm. where so you'll play something like Final Fantasy VI or something where the Phoenix dungeon ends with like a really cathartic send off for Locke yeah. so it's like it's this like the substance of it is just like this silly fun bonus dungeon you do but at the end of it, you get a nice character climax. Yeah. So I think, I think on a future pro, I think on a future Tom project, that's maybe something to consider. Yeah. Is like maybe make those things a little of, more, a, a little more meaningful toward the actual in-game storyline. Not that the stuff that there is bad. I think I thought it was all pretty cute and fun. Oh, I really, I, I meant more the the black dragon and white dragon. Oh, stuff, right, 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 right. Disconnected. Yeah. Because obviously, obviously, I love that there's a John Thire saga dungeon. That's fantastic. <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> The ancient cave is ridiculous. Ancient cave is very fun. The take on po- a, the take on dungeon. the take on Poly Dungeon is really good, and it pissed very me good. off. It pissed me off because it's literally like I'm gonna make a Poly Dungeon too, and I'm gonna do an RPG maker, and this is how I would do it. The motherfucker did it, and I'd never talked about it. <laughs> Life is good. Um, so I really like the shit post dungeon. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's like between the three bonus dungeons, that's like almost three or four hours, and it's right before the climax. Yeah. So I'm like, oh. Um, oh. So it is a modern video game, then. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I do. Just, I. I really like direct the pacing if you want. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that it has the option that it has those that it's yeah. not just a straight shot through the a straight roller yeah. coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's sort of my thinking. It's like if if you do the. SNES FF thing where you sort of tie those into the characters a little more. I think that could help. Um, so that's my searing condemnation of Silas. <laughs> Damn. It was a 10. Uh, it is now a 7 and basically just a pile of garbage. Mm-hmm. I, cry, I did cry a lot at the ending. because at some point, really good. Yeah, at some point I kind of vibed with the theming with all the church stuff and whatnot. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I just sort of realized like, oh, I... 
kind of see what this is going for I here. Oh, had a, I had a pretty good idea. Knowing the person. Mm. Knowing the person. No, I, that's why I thought it. Knowing the person. Yeah, I didn't know if it was an outright co- commentary, but it felt like one. <laughs> yeah, that was when it clicked for me. I was like, oh, I know how this ties in with, with real life. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so that was very moving to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and as a gay love story, that's extremely sweet. Uh, Rachel's but... very good, by the way. Mm. Rachel is very good. She's fantastic. Like be- She is the kinkster of the year, I think. <laughs> she is down to fuck and down for everything. <laughs> God, life is good. Life God, that is game was fun. Very good. Yeah, good, good fun. So I played... I played Tales of Asperia. I played. The, I finished that. I played all of Silas and finished that. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, let's play another RPG. Oh, jeez. And I went back and finished Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. How'd that, how'd that treat you? Because I know that you've kind of been hot and cold on this game kind of the entire runtime. It's just felt really... Uh, it was my favorite of those three. <laughs> oh, wow. It, it turned around. That's quite it a turned, turn. It turned around in a major way. Big old um, face turn there. Yeah, because I started off um, really enjoying it because it was just like a nice little stream of like cool environments and exploring, and it's very open ended in that first mission where you get all these different little quests you can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're nicely varied, so it still felt it didn't feel like busy work. I am that's this is why you don't eat dinner right before the podcast. Um, oh, John Thire's gassy. He's gassy. Uh, He's getting the herblies. He's getting the burbles. Um, just throw it right into the mic you know what podcast you're on come on Exactly. so the the first level though is like Terrace the first planet is like 10 hours or so long Mm. Um, and then you go to another planet right after that Dantooine and then you have like another 2 or 3 hours and then it opens up and Mm. you get all these different planets Um, so the, the beginning drags on too long for yeah. what it is. I think it should get into the open-ended RPG part faster and have the story start faster. Mm. Um, and then I jumped right into Tatooine, which is like the most kind of fetch questy. You're just sort of like, I know I need to get to this thing, so I'm going to... But before I can do that, I have to go get this thing for this person. And in order to do that, I have to go to this place and I have to go to the sand people. But in order to get into the sand people's... Um, camp, I need to get this robot in order to get a robot, I need to get this money, and then, um, so, like, two months ago, I jumped back in, and I just tried to, um, get through the Tatooine quest, and it was just a bunch of fetch quests, and I got to the end, finally, feeling, like, very uncharitable, and then I hit a boss that was, like, five times harder than anything else, and I got wrecked, and I, like, kind of lost, like, an hour of progress because I'd saved Ooh. into a place where I w- couldn't get around the boss. Ooh. So I had to revert to an earlier save. Ooh, that's bad. So all that came together, and I was just like, fuck this game. I am <laughs> out. I Dunzo. am done. This sucks. Um, so I did come back to it after I was like, I finished Silas. I haven't dropped a game that I've started in earnest in like two years. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I really don't want to break my... I'm not going to let Bioware break my streak when I finish Sweet Coden 2. Right, right. Uh, Especially a game that's, you know, fairly well regarded. Yeah, exactly. Right. I want. I still want to get... Uh, the reason I like seeing these games through through to the end like that um, is because so often I will have that turnaround. Mm-hmm. Like I had... I, I struggled with Tales of Asperia for a good chunk of it and I ultimately kind of liked it. 
Um, so I got back to the save file. I got I, I I redid the progress up to the point before the boss so that I'd be like, all right, I haven't lost anything. We're good. Um, and then I left Tatooine and was like, fuck this. This boss is too hard. Um, and I went to a completely different planet and just like, I'm going to do the quest line here for a while. And then I immediately hit a hard boss, a hard fight that I couldn't figure out. And I just despaired on Twitter. Like, this is, I don't understand this fighting. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. It's so fast and and the numbers (laughs) just fly everywhere. And I I wanted to switch to easy mode, but I feel bad about it. Um, I don't want to just have it. I just finished like two RPGs that were like very pretty gentle and chill and linear. Right. So I wanted this to be like I wanted this to have teeth and to enjoy the teeth for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so hard. I didn't know how to deal with it. <laughs> I had a couple friends that said, "Hey, hey, you know you can use healing items from the menu so that there's no delay in using them oh, during right. battles." <laughs> And I was like, oh, that's really nice. You can still only use one per turn, so it doesn't break it. Right, in. right, yeah. Um, and the, there's a pretty... No, there isn't a cap on the healing. <laughs> there's a there's a very high cap on what healing you can keep. But but yeah. Um, and then another friend that said, you know, you can just like tap space and pause it at any time. And you don't... If it's... You can just do that like every turn and just have it be turn-based, basically. I was like, oh, nice. that sounds nice, too. So then I went back. And right at this fight where I was like, I'm going to switch to easy mode. This is too hard. Mm-hmm. And then I beat that fight. And then I got through the rest of the game, no problem. <laughs> oh, weird. Just like one of those weird difficulty spikes that kind of makes the rest of the game seem impossible. No, the fight was the fight was a normal fight. I just had to, gr- I just had to understand. Oh, like, you just had to not be a dummy. I just had to not be a dumbass. <laughs> and then I got through that fight. And then the rest of the game was no problem. Mm. Um, I hit the level cap, actually. Oh damn! And you the, probably would. The level cap is what, like twenty? Yeah, you yeah. probably would have finished it at a fourteen. Yeah. And they're like, what? What, John? Where'd you get all that experience? Yeah, where'd you get that? Um. So there was just like, so I just played. And then I played the rest of the game in like twenty hours over like three days. Oh wow! Uh, I just mainlined it, and it was so satisfying. Um, the 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 level I went to right after was Dantooine. It was the Wookiee planet, mm-hmm. and there was like really cool, satisfying story there with, that involved one of the main characters. Um, and there was like a number of ways it could resolve, mm-hmm. and I picked the one that made the most sense for me because I was like, mm, I don't like that y'all are doing slavery, so let's stop that. Yeah, that's a bad. <laughs> the, don't 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 do a slavery. Don't do a slavery. It's the same guiding light in Queen's Wish. Yeah, I was like, like don't do a colonialism. Spoke- these folks are well. Do a colonial. That's fine. Just, okay. Don't, just don't do slavery. That's okay. That's no good. Doing a slavery is very bad, John. That, I, I mean, don't think. It, I don't think we really have to like press on that too much. Like in Queen, but 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 if you hmm. team up with the folks that are doing a slavery, you can get some pretty. It's pretty easy. And you can get some good items out of it. Maybe. So, you know, <laughs> kind of. It's a bit of a John. Bit of a quick John. Thing, John we don't. We don't. We don't do a slavery to get items. I didn't do a slavery. I'm good. just saying. Okay, I'm just saying There's that you don't do that. To do don't. A slavery. I'd better never ever hear of you doing a slavery to to get items, John. Oh, but if you do the slavery, you get a purple lightsaber. Okay, wait. <laughs> okay, now you've got me thinking. My favorite color uh, is purple. Oh god, I got. I, I was ending the game with two purple lightsabers. Nice, nice. <laughs> you didn't, um, didn't even need to do a slavery arms. to do that either. I know. 
Um, I figured out how to upgrade your weapons. Mm-hmm. I was just I just wasn't doing that before, so I started oh, doing that. Oh, that's probably another good reason of why you were probably losing a fight. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I can make my lightsaber hit like twice as often now. This is oh, nice. Oh, that's probably useful. <laughs> um, oh, I can do heal. I can get healing items. Oh, this is nice. Um, so this is there's a number of things that I think come together to make Coder an extremely pleasing video game. Mm-hmm. Um, the areas, all the maps are small and very dense. Like, I talked about getting to Dantooine, and then there were, like, three different quest lines where it's like, oh, can you find my son? He was lost in the in the Underwood. Mm-hmm. And then another person that said, hey, can you go fight off these slavery guys in the Underwood? And another person that said, hey, there's this gate to the, to the star map that you need in the Underwood. And you go down and take the elevator down to the Underwood, and you walk ten steps north, and there's the corpse of the sun. And you walk ten steps left, and there's the, the slavery guys. And he walks ten steps right, and there's the... <laughs> There's the gate to the map, and it's like, yes! It's all right here! <laughs> I can guarantee they wouldn't do it like that now. They would no. make the Underworld, like, fucking half an hour to walk from one end to the other. Exactly. You're only ever, like, two minutes from one, like, a minute and a half from one end of a map to, like, the other end of the world, it feels like, sometimes. Right. Um, And that, and that like, it's silly, like, because yes, it's like, absolutely. I haven't seen my son in so long, where could he yeah. be? You go down and then walk ten steps and oh, there's his corpse. It's very sad. Um, but it's like it's a fun play experience because you're just constantly getting opening and closing these these feedback mm-hmm. lines, and they're all they're all varied. Like it's not just every world. There's not no like all right, hey, can you go find the eight coins um, on this world? And then you go to the next world and it's like, hey, I'm some eight coins. It's all d- differentiated enough even if ultimately it's a lot of event flag hunting. Um, and enemies, usually, largely enemies don't respond. Um, and most areas have unique enemies. Mm-hmm. And so what that means, and fighting is very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you, if, you, if it's easy, then it's very fast. Right, if you right. wanted to take control for a boss, and you can do that. But what that means is like, Every fight sort of feels like a like a unique one-off cinematic encounter. Mm. Um, kind of like, you know, like Chrono Trigger. Yeah, like <laughs> or that, whatnot. That's from like like from what I have seen of that game. I have not played it myself, but I think that is an apt comparison having seen it played. Yes. Yeah, cuz the all the all the fights are played on the map yeah. too. It's not it doesn't go into an instance. Um, so coming off of something like Tales of Vesperia where I fight the same random encounter, 50 times. Yeah. <laughs> and then I get to the next area and then fight a couple others 50 times. Mm-hmm. And then you'll get to a new area and there's a recolor of an enemy It'll and you'll fight them rip. 50 times. <laughs> um, and the Brother Fire, like, Brother Fire Dragon Quarter handled that stuff really well. Nice environmental yeah, fights. Back. And they weren't, mm-hmm. they weren't scripted either. Like a fight could just kind of fucking happen. Like you, if mm-hmm. you get into it, if you touch the enemy on a wrong side, on the wrong part of this dungeon, boy, you've got a real shitty map to do battle in. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Sorry. The difference being that, like, Dragon Quarter is like a pretty, like, slow, smart tactics game. Yeah, because yeah. that's that's another genre where you get a lot of one-off cinema, one-off um, encounters that are tailored to the map. Yeah, is our tactics RPGs, but those are also very slow. Yeah, um, they you have to think through it, and it's very intense strategically. 
coder isn't that smart. It's not that deep. <laughs> like once I once you get past the the walls I was on, it's like you're mostly it's mostly pretty straightforward. There's the fights get hard when they need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it it never because it never feels like completely trivial, but they're over fast. Right. So all these it the fights just are always fun because <laughs> it's always like a short thing. You're not gonna do it more than a couple times. Like there's one enemy they introduce for one map, and you fight it three times, fight a group of them two or three times, and then that's it for the whole game mm. in this 30-hour game. Um, so all of that kind of aside, all of that kind of comes together that this is a game where you're just constantly seeing new things. Yeah. Um, where it's just very, you're you're ne- there's never and you're not you can't really grind, at least not like trivially. Like that's not part of the intended play loop um and all the worlds are different and you can go to them in any and whatever order you want for the most part and then it has like a really big exciting jrpg climax where you go to like this extremely rpg final dungeon ass floating doom death star fortress nice um which again is just full of like little one-off cinematic encounters there's a one it's a very cool arc because you get the sense that the villain is just throwing everything he's got at you Mm -hmm. because he sends a bunch of droids and you kill all the droids and then he sends all the all the sith masters after you and you kill all them and he sends all the sith apprentices after you you're like well this is easier oh (laughs) no (laughs) and then he and then he well, a really cool thing is that for the last two big boss fights, you are split off from your team, so it's just you. That's cool shit, right it's there. It's very yeah. So the last, um, it's very epic. Mm. Um, so by the end of it, you really get a sense of this guy that's just like on his last fucking legs, just yeah. like scared out of his mind. Not showing it because he's a thesis, so this is all going according to plan, of course. Right. Uh, but it was very satisfying, and the and I think the twist with your character's identity played very well for me. That's, um, that's cool. So, and I got spoiled on it like an hour before I got to it in the <sighs> game. Is great. What is with people? Why do people not know how to shut up no, when they it know? My, it was my own damage. I, I googled. Oh, I wanted to okay. remind myself what happened in a previous arc, and then they just referred to the player character by name. Oh, in the wiki. Uh, oh. The, Thanks. Nice. Um, Did you get spoiled by fake Grand Order on a thing in Fate Stay Night? Oh yeah, I got the UBW's big twist spoiled by a fake Go ad. That's a. That's <laughs> you've done it to yourself. That's Not incredible. that you really did it to yourself, but you've got bad luck with this. Mm-hmm. And heaven's feels. Don't worry. I got. I got across the board. It spoilers matter to me in the moment, but once I'm past the moment in the game, it then it's not done. being as big a deal. Mm, that's yeah. why I'm most scared of trail stuff because I know that's like 200 hours in the future. Oh, yeah, geez. yeah, that's not gonna be like I'm immediately gonna just be able to get past this moment. Like, yeah, I can't go in and tell you something that happens in Trails of Cold Steel Three. <laughs> that would be very mean of me to do. <laughs> so, yeah. It, it... It was just a really fun video game for the reason that video games are often fun, which mm. is that they have a bunch of cool set pieces and a little bit hard and pretty open-ended so you can approach things from a number of angles. Um, and that was a satisfying arc to have is like getting to the... I, I think with a lot of games where you aren't familiar with the genre language, mm-hmm. um, the challenge is just 
figuring it out enough so that you can get to the point where you are just playing a fun video game. That that seems like that was kind of your entire journey with this game. Is like it never seemed like you were saying that like, oh this is a bad game or or anything of the sort. It really just seemed like somebody struggling to kind of come to terms with what this genre is and mm. you were just kind of you were coming to understand a new language and approach a game in a way that you hadn't maybe necessarily thought about or had done before so it was it was an interesting seeing all of this transpire yeah i i was really satisfied in the end and and also like my main beef with the game being that i didn't really think the writing was that great mm-hmm. um and then knowing that there is a sequel whose main <laughs> Selling point that people sell it on is, is that the writing's hey, way we better. made the writing good this time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which Obsidian seems to have a habit of doing when they do sequels. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's... I mean, that's that, literally what they did with Fallout 3 that's to Fallout Vegas. Yeah, that's their deal, is they take people's kind of middling things and make them good. <laughs> but unfortunately, and, they also released their games half-finished. Yeah! <laughs> like, again, with both of those... I, I I had a couple friends show me exactly which Coder 2 patch to install to oh, alleviate some of that. I, mean, uh, I haven't looked into that, but the fact that fans like remade the other half of that game is wild. <laughs> That's incredible. So, so yeah, I'm I'm very excited for Coder 2. I'm, I'm excited for more Bioware stuff, actually, which is a weird thing to say, because I played a bunch of Mass Effect 1 back in the day. Mass Effect yeah. 1! And I thought that game was kind of bad. That game does not... <laughs> I don't think Mass Effect 1 holds up. I know, but uh, it's like required reading for Mass Effect 2. Not really. It's exactly. Just, just buy, okay, there is a companion piece that you can buy. It's like okay. four, It's like five bucks. It lets you make all the decisions in Mass Effect 1 that, that carry <laughs> over. And they tell it in a comic book format. Uh, that's what I do um, anymore. Like, if I want to play Mass Effect 2 again, uh, mm-hmm. I just I make the character. And then I go into... Um, uh, that that piece of DLC for Mass Effect 2, and it lets me oh. make all of the Mass Effect 1 decisions, and then I just transport the character into 2. Mm. Okay. Because I remembered, I remembered Mass Effect 1, and I remember it being, A, like, pretty easy, um, yeah, and B, B, like, the thing with Coder is that it's not an action game at all. No. Yeah. no. It looks like it could be one. It, for, if you're squint and look from a distance, it looks like an action game. Yeah, it does. But it's not. But it's very it's dice all... rolly. It's dice rolly. They, they even say straight up, hey, there's no action component here. It's all determined by dice rolls. They have it in a tooltip yeah. as if to tell people that are worried because, oh Where's no, is, my, Mass is it turning Effect, into an action game? Whereas Mass Effect 1 is trying to yeah. fudge it, is that it's trying yeah. to be an action game, but everything is still a dice roll. But it's not committing, yeah. so it just feels mushy. It feels and mushy. Mass Effect 2 just is an action game. Mass Effect yeah. 2 just <laughs> leans into it being an action game with some RPG mm-hmm. mechanics that make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think so, I wouldn't have gotten the huge revelatory moment of starting Mass Effect Two if I hadn't played the first one. That's and kind a good of suffered point. through those systems. Yeah, like the story is fine, but like the systems in Mass Effect One and yeah. the mushy shooting. Just as soon as you start playing Mass Effect Two, is a revelation. Oh my god, I did. The, I finished one and started two the same night, and it was just like holy fucking shit! Like I'm playing an actual video game now. <laughs> I had at least one friend that was like, oh, it's less of an RPG now. And I'm like, the it's the half measure that's, yeah. that's, that's bad. Like, because Co- Co- I think Coder feels great now. I, yeah. I, it took me a while to figure it out, but I think it feels great. 
And I think that half measure would feel really stilted and awkward. Yeah, that, that's um, that's why Mass Effect One feels stilted and awkward because it's half committing to both. It's, it's also so only weird. twenty it's hours like... long, so I'm probably gonna play it oh. before I... <laughs> Mass Effect One is so weird. Where it's like, okay, I have a sniper rifle. I'm shooting enemies in the head, and it's just doing dice rolls. It yeah, sucks. it's so fucking weird. God. Um, but I think before I do that anyway, I'd rather play Baldur's Gate maybe because yeah, I think I think the two D dice rolls. I think the dice roll stuff would make even more sense to me in two D. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, you're right. So I, I think that'll I think that all appeals to me because mm. um, it's just a little more of that sort of game design stuff that I really liked in Coder. Yeah, because um, that was the big takeaway. Is like this is so dense with RPG energy yeah. <laughs> to the point where I like don't care that much about the writing or the characters, but I'm still deeply invested because it's just so much fun video game here. So I think the, the older stuff might be even more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my, that was my coder journey and I have opened, I reopened my heart to Bioware after having it very thoroughly closed for a bit. Mm. Everyone else who keeps up with their modern games is yeah, like so they're... fucking done with Bioware. Yeah, now. we're fucking done. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I've opened my heart to Zero's yeah. Bioware. Pretty like much. I got, I put Jade Empire on my wish list. I was like, oh, this is this is short. Oh, that's nice. Um. So yeah, that's my that's, that's my cool. adventure. That's cool. Cool. What have you been up to? Uh so last week was weird because I just went on like massive media blitz mm-hmm. and then i had a lot to talk about on the podcast mm-hmm. and then this week i didn't do anything well, so i've got just, the exact hey there you go you got the exact same slate that you had last weekend it's just a little awkward because it's all a week older and, and like my memory i have a bad memory you basically have a, you have the memory of a pot smoker without actually I'm being a, a pot smoker <laughs> i'm a goldfish you're a fucking goldfish <laughs> swear to god anyways so at the start of this year I was listening to the Giant Beast cast, and Vinny was mentioning XCOM 2 a lot. Yeah. And I got that bug. Mm, I want to play some XCOM 2, and it stuck with me for a couple weeks. And then I played Mario vs. Rabbids, which is, like, the closest thing to XCOM 2 I had that wasn't, you know, just actually replaying the old game. Mm-hmm. But XCOM was on my mind. And then I played... Oh, yeah, then I went right into Fire Emblem Awakening, and that's not XCOM at all. That's no, a bad strategy that's game. That's a bad <laughs> strategy game. It's You know, it's a bad strategy game. Also, a bad story. Yeah, ter- <laughs> Oh, it's a fucking terrible story. I, ha- I had a long talk with friends. We were going back and forth saying really earnestly, would you rather have to play through all of Fire Emblem Awakening or have to play all of Sweet Code 2? And we were, like, <laughs> really seriously discussing it. I mean, I, pl- I just played Fire Emblem Awakening of my own volition, so I might still choose that one. Well, I played Sweet two of my own. I played both of my own volition somehow. Sorry, continue. Anyways, and then I played, you know, the first half of Fire Emblem three times, which maybe was a mistake. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I've had strategy games on the mind lately. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, basically, they announced a new XCOM game. Yeah, oh. this fucking thing was literally announced two days before it came out. I was like, what the fuck is this? And so they announced XCOM Chimera Squad and was were like, it's coming out like in three days. It's a $20 full game mm-hmm. and it's half off for the first week. So it's 10 bucks. It's like, oh. what? Where did this come from? I, I wonder if they just like pushed it out as quickly as they could or something just you know quarantine stuff like hey here, here's a new game 10 bucks give us money yeah it, I, I, mean, no it, I can see that so 
it's a sequel to XCOM 2 that really kind of shakes things up and not evolves the formula, but like does things pretty differently. Mm. Like the main thing is that your squad is all set characters now. Yeah. And they all have, you know, their predefined abilities. Like one of them is mm. just a snake lady and her abilities are, you know, spit acid and coil around enemies to choke them oh, out. Oh, I like that. She's I, I uh, kind of thought John would be very into that idea. I like yeah. snakes. I actually saw a funny thing the other day about her voice actress. They did not tell her she was voicing a snake. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> so she just plays the role entirely straight without doing the whole, like, the snake is stay with me. Like, so that she just talks normally. It's very funny. That's very good. <laughs> And they, they must have just been totally deliberate in doing that. So the game comes out, and she's just like, what? That's my character? That's, That's Korg? My... I'm a snake? <laughs> <laughs> That's real good. It's very yeah. funny. So the other thing is that in XCOM and XCOM 2, I've only played the newer ones, so mm. forgive me. Like, you have very large maps, and you kind of slowly advance your units, and, you know, they do fog of war stuff. Yeah. And, you know, you stumble onto pods of enemies, like three or four enemies at a time, and then, you know, you go into full turn base. Like, they jump into cover when you spot them. Yeah. You know? And that can be a little annoying, because sometimes you will trigger multiple pods at the same time. That's always bad. (laughs) And then you have, like, eight enemies to deal with. So this game gets rid of that, because every encounter is just... Predetermined? Kind of. So basically, the new mecha- the big one of the big new mechanics is that you you breach and clear. Mm. So like you stack your units up against like windows and doors, and like they'll give you different bonuses or advantages. Yeah. And then and then you store because everybody is calling this game X Cops. Yeah, basically, because like, the way you're enforcers now. Yeah, yeah. Dealing with criminals. Yeah. So you know they storm in, and the, you get like first turn advantage, and so, like you're just shooting enemies that are all like. What? Oh no, the cops are here. <laughs> and like it does the dra- dramatic slowdown. It's pretty cool. That's, and then, you know, yeah. regular XCOM combat happen- mm. ca- happens afterwards. Mm. And then a lot of the missions will be like three phases. So you you breach the first room, kill everybody in there, or capture. You don't have to kill everybody. But mm. the capture mechanic is funny because you just get Tranquilizer as like a modification to your weapons. Mm. I just put it on a shotgun. Sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> this okay. is my tranquilizing shotgun. I'm just walking up to enemies, <laughs> shooting them point blank, and it's going, <laughs> oh yeah, captured. Yeah, sure. I love it. <laughs> I, lo- I think I love this game already. So then, you know, you clear the first room, and then nobody, apparently nobody in the second room heard you, and you, you, you breach and clear second room, third room, and stuff. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure if I like that whole formula, though, because the mission's they feel a bit too predictable mm. with that formula. Just sort of atomized, where yeah. it's separating the out these fights into like different chunks instead of it yeah. being one big fight. Instead of being one big fight and having mm. that like that 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 fear that you are maybe gonna pop two pods at once and it's gonna be real yeah, bad like for that. you. Just that whole like slowly advancing in the darkness tension and like yeah. And mm-hmm. Then XCOM two would also have objectives that were like hey you've got to reach this thing in five turns or you're fucked yeah. so it, it would also kind of make you want to rush and then risk popping and then suffer for you yeah and suffer for it whereas this one like 
yeah, what, so one of the things this one really annoyed me with is that there was one objective, and, like, as soon as you hit the button on this console, more enemies would appear, like, no matter what or when you did it. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, it was the mission I had to save scum a bit because I was just getting completely wrecked. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, oh, if I just, like, rush the button and hit it now, four more enemies appear. Or I could just clear everyone out in the room and then hit the button and four more enemies appear. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of, like, you know, the way reinforcements in Fire Emblem would just show up and immediately get a turn like it felt a little mm-hmm. cheap. Like in general the missions are just much more hey just storm in, yeah. shoot everybody move on. Yeah. And then the base management stuff is like dramatically stripped down. It's still kind of there. Mm-hmm. Like so, There's probably still some research and things you can do like that but it sounds way more streamlined. Yeah. Yeah. It's like definitely the research is still there. I don't Trying to remember, see, this is where it's like playing it a couple weeks ago. I've already started to forget. I don't think there's the whole, there's definitely not like the whole base excavation thing. Right. Mm-hmm. It's more like, yeah, there's like a map and it's like, oh, you can have like different research groups in each sector of the town. Mm. That's, it's kind of analogous to the satellites in the first game. Mm. But like, I never felt like I was getting that much from it. It's like, because it's like, oh, you can spend 80 intel to put a thing here, and then every week you'll get 5 intel back. And I'm like, that's not very good. Yeah, the return on investment here. Not not seeing it. Not the best clicker game. (laughs) Upgrade. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, where this game kind of bummed me out is that the campaign also seems really long. Mm. Oh, Like, it seems just as long as one of the other games. So, like... Despite being kind of thinner in other Despite ways. feeling maybe a bit thinner. Because, like, the problem with these characters, all the set characters, is that they start off feeling pretty developed. Like, you have one or two new abilities unique to them, and mm-hmm. then they kind of stay that way for a while. Uh... And then, oh, okay, you're rank three now. You've got a new ability. It's just like, I don't know. They just, because it feels like it's rushing you to the mid-game on the character development... Mm-hmm. It has less room to grow for them in the late game. In the basically. late game, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I could end... see. Oh yeah. So the end game sounds kind of boring in a way. Because it's like in XCOM, the, the one and two, like your rookies don't have anything at the start. Like they can fire and you use items, and then eventually they get. They don't even start with classes, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you know, oh, this guy's going to start using shotguns now, or this guy can heal. Whereas like you start off with that stuff in this yeah. one, where it's like, oh. This guy has a shield, and he can shield bash, and he can absorb bullets with the shield, and he's got all the stuff, like, from mission one. Hmm. Or, like, this character is the healer, and she can send her little drone to heal characters across the map, which is really nice. So it's, like, a weird expansion pack, but... Yeah. But... But it's so oh, long. Yeah. So the thing is... Because, like, I could, see, I could see preferring that, where it's like, hey, we I, have this set loadout of predefined characters, yeah. and you need to work within this puzzle box. Instead of, like, building your own thing, you just have you have to work within these tools. Mm-hmm. But it that would be for, like, a shorter campaign, probably, because yeah. you're not doing that progression. It's like, so guess, here's these set yeah. challenges. It's definitely but, not set challenges, because I guess what I found out later is that when you do the tutorial, like your first four characters are just set after that, because they're it's a very balanced team where you have you know the healer, the tank, like the the girl with the shotgun who's very good. Mm-hmm. I forget what the one was. The training shotgun, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
But so apparently, if you don't do the tutorial, then your first four characters are just kind of randomized. Mm-hmm. Oh, weird. Because the snake lady wasn't part of my first four. Eventually, you get a point where it's like, okay, we have ability to summon one new recruit. Which th- which of these three characters do you want? And I picked the snake lady, oh, of, of course. Oh, of course. But, like, I guess... So there's, like, I'd say maybe 15 or so overalls. But, like, when you do the tutorial, you get the first f- four mm-hmm. right away. Hmm. So it's going to make that first playthrough for everybody very similar. Yeah. Unless you just immediately start over once you realize what they've done. Yeah. Which, I mean, now, yeah, that, so, I, now that I know, yeah. why wouldn't I do that? But maybe just like those characters, because I perhaps, don't think they're perhaps. inherently better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's a very balanced team. And yeah. boy, when my healer got uh, injured and had to sit out for a few missions, that was fucked up. That probably <laughs> That's when things started to go bad. Oh, yeah. So the other thing is that characters can't die, even though... That's kind of so, like, if a character is pretty defining. Yeah. If a character dies, it'll just go, oh, mission failed. And then oh. re- not even just mission failed, like, keep going, because that sucks. It's mission failed, re- reload your save. Yeah. But then, like, I had a mission where, like, a character was knocked out, bleeding out, and then everybody else evacuated, and they were just fine. They were just like, oh, I'm, I'm still here. I'm just injured now. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Which was weird. I'm just bleeding out of my jugular... I'll be yeah. fine. Because um... <laughs> I remember, I like, that they, I like that they force you to play like every person plays Fire Emblem when they first try it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you fin- fin- you a person died. Restart. Mm. But like in XCOM, t- X- XCOM one and two, like if a character got to zero HP, their odds of dying were like ninety percent at the start. Yeah. Like, Bleeding out was rare, and only once you kind of developed them a bit and they got him a few levels, like, did bleeding out become thing that would happen, like, half the time? Yeah, you could get, like, mortally wounded and be out for a couple weeks or something, but it wasn't yeah. very often that, like, late game you'd get somebody one shot at the, you know, at, at the end yeah. of the game. But basically, if they hit zero HP and start bleeding out, then you have to stabilize them, or, or they'll yep. still die, and or they're they still, still out die. for the whole mission. Yep. But in this, it's like... 95% of the time, if a character hits 0 HP, they just start bleeding out. Like, I think I only had a character to straight up die once, and I was like, wait, that's in this? Like, what the hell? What? Because <laughs> I remember in the other games, like, if a character was bleeding out when you finished a mission, they're just dead. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I saw when I was watching a bit of Giant Bombs LP, and, mm-hmm. like, they thought they did the mission right, and then it just had two characters dead at the end, and they're just like... Wait, what? What? Uh-huh. what the fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> Dustin, that game fucking hurt. They were, they were pissed. But, so, like, the thing in this game is that towards the start, you have, like, three different investigation targets. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, do you want to investigate, like, the cultists or the drug runners, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, I picked one, and then that camp, that whole, like, mini campaign lasted, like, 12 hours. Oh. And then it goes, okay... They weren't the mastermind. Pick one of the other two. Oh, like, no! Wait a minute. I was like, if that had been the whole game... That would have been, been fine! fine. Mm-hmm. When I realized I was, like, a third of the way through this, I was just like, oh, oh game, you're... Oh, that's bad. You you're a, maybe a little too shallow and repetitive for me, and I have put it down and haven't gone back since. Ooh, that's a bit much. Like, I like yeah. me some XCOM, but that seems a little overboard for what this XCOM in particular is doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like they had stretched it too thin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
See, like, so I thought, like, I thought what was going to happen is it was going to be like, okay, you choose one of the three things to do, and then that's your story for that game. And then, like, after yeah. you complete that, there's, like, maybe a final mission where, you know, everything kind of coalesces. And then, like, each one is just a different route with different things happening in yeah. different kind of maps. I didn't think it was going to have to be play all fucking three. I was, like, shocked kind of when that's I finished it. Like, oh. Astounding. Oh, we're doing this, huh? It's weird because the final mission of that first faction investigation, mm-hmm. the dr- the difficulty dramatically went up. Mm. <laughs> like, like the game was just sending like one wave was like ten enemies. Mm-hmm. Like you know the whole breach thing. I go into this room. And I'm just like, oh wait, what? There's how many enemies in here? And that's the one where like you hit the button and more enemies pop oh, out. Oh, nice. And then like after a set number of turns, more enemies pop out. And then like you're right at the end, and then like. There's like a teleporter and like this huge thing with armor pops out and I'm just like, what the? So that's, I had to save scum the shit out of that one. Oof. So like, it felt like an end of game encounter. So for it, basically it went back to the whole, okay, now let's pick the other faction. Right. And I did like 10 missions into that, maybe not 10, but a few missions into that one. Mm -hmm. And the difficulty had just reset completely. So I'm just like, what is going on here? Now I'm just like, I'm just like... Confused. effortlessly breezing through these guys. I don't even bother tranking them anymore. I'm just blasting one-shotting right. dudes with a shotgun. And the game has just, like, taken all its teeth off. I'm just like, what uh, happened? That's... So that's when I just kind of... Was can like, you do... Can you progress along, like, multiple routes at the same time? No, it's totally... Weird. Oh, do the one. Yeah, that's real weird. Real weird. So, I'm... it's... It's sad because I mentioned how at the start of the year I just wanted to play more XCOM yeah. and then they've made a game that's more XCOM and made it's it too much more. XCOM. That's why it was like Marvin, that's why it shocked great. me that this game came out. I was like literally like this is what you wanted and it's coming out at the perfect time. When yeah. you've got all the time in the world to play it and then it's like oh no, it's kind of poopy. It's just a, I just don't know why it's so long. Yeah, like why is it so much? But I mean, some people, I think it's mixed reviews, I guess. I know, uh, I think Brayliff on the Discord finished it. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. just like, hmm, I got kind of bored of that about a third of it through. Hmm. I mean, it's fine. If you got it for 10 bucks, it's like amazing value. Yeah, still. like that, that's a lot of value. Like for a $10 game, it sounds like you're getting like a 30 hour plus experience, <sighs> which that's kind of incredible. A $10 game should have been a 10 hour experience. Yeah. Like, it just feels bad. <laughs> Because the whole thing about the whole three like different factions is that because when you start the game without tutorial, you, tutorial you can pick have a much wider variety of your starting characters. Mm-hmm. Like they should have just encouraged multiple playthroughs that yeah. way, so that you'd get to see all the characters. Because those first four that you start with, they're real good. I really use them a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And the Snake Lady. And like, the Snake those lady. were kind of my five. <laughs> it sounds like it's sort of a structure failure. Yeah. Above anything yeah. else. So. It's all right. Mm. And I by the way, it seems like you've kind of become like the the strategy game expert here. Yeah, <laughs> like you've you've taken cool. on you've taken on all like a whole, your your own thing now. You fight like instead of just being big dick boy and and <laughs> and no pants Lobster. boy and horny boy, you are now strategy boy. Look at you! You finally got <laughs> your new, you got you got your own coat of arms now. We know what my thing is. What is your thing? Explosions in space. Simple gear. Simple, simple gear. gear. That's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you had that's a big thing. You're the simple gear boy. I said explosions yeah. in space, right? That's basically synonymous. I mean, with it, 
it's it's on brand. It's not, yeah, yep. it is. It tracks. <laughs> so, Polly, do you have your one big thing? I, I've got a small thing that I can go over, and if okay, we're and cool. if we're and if we're gonna toss it around again, mm-hmm. I have a big okay. thing that we can kind of close out with probably yeah. i've got one i've got one more thing so all right well sense. this works then it works then well i, I I've played these um, two more things Red, so you can yeah you'll you'll shower us with your stuff Red, and then we'll just have our yes. little things yeah so what i like to do is i like to read the sliders and socks forums sometimes there's a, there's mm-hmm. a topic there where we talk about the things that we've been playing and every once in a while you'll see some interesting um interesting interesting entries kind of pop up in there uh ghosty had one uh, mm-hmm. A little while back, it's, oh, a free, it is. it's a free RPG maker game. I played uh, over the course of one morning. Uh, it was a fun little game. It was called Grim's Hollow. It's a cute little RPG about a newly dead girl who kind of ends up in purgatory, where she has to hunt down and reap ghosts in order to actually move on to the really for real, real afterlife. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like she 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 ended up in the afterlife without a soul, which is weird. Mm. I, like. The way this game kind of handles ghosts and souls kind of like, I guess it's because of the terminology and what we've come to know ghosts and souls as, as they kind of seem like the same thing to me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the game's kind of like, I, I don't know, I guess one's more important than the other or or, or, or something. But it, it, get, Basically, it's, it, it's explained is that like, you get to the afterlife, you don't have a soul, but you, if you get big points, you get big afterlife and you can finally move on. Like, <laughs> that's basically it. Um <laughs> And that's basically like that. The, this conceit of the battle system too. It's like even if the differences are between like what a soul and a ghost is, it's kind of a bit wishy washy. Um, but it's they, they kind of like I don't know. Like the story, they harp on that ghost and and spirit and soul thing a lot. Is a little confusing, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so it's an RPG maker, th- uh, two two K three game. Hey John, I played an RPG maker two K three game. I didn't hate. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm very happy. I'm very happy very, for you, Paul. Very happy for me. Um, it's cool. It's not that you don't like RPG Maker 2003 games. It's that you didn't like. It's that RPG I didn't. Maker I didn't <laughs> it's that I didn't like yours specifically. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but this is like as funny even as fighting. It's a very well written game. Uh, the dialogue mm-hmm. is loads of fun. Like the character, like it's got a small cast, so it's one of those casts that can really bounce off of each other really well. There's a lot of fun little visual gags here and there that they'll do with the. Uh, 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 character sprites and some of the the, the face images uh, that they use for the dialogue boxes. So there's, there's some fun things like that. Uh, but it's also a very heavy game uh, in dealing with loss, of course. Um, mm. This game feels like it's coming from a very real place. So when it starts kind of h- hitting into the actual um, bit of, oh, these characters are dead, and it's, oh, okay. Uh, uh, I yeah, like so. If you if if you've dealt with the loss of someone close, uh, those feelings are still kind of uh, fresh. Maybe don't go diving into this game, even the even though it's got mm. some, uh, even though it's got some nice quirky moments. Um, it still gets pretty heavy uh, near the end, especially when you go to uh, when you embark upon the the the, the, the true end route, which involves like the the main character and um, the the the. Uh, she, she ends up bumping into her brother, uh, weirdly enough, who's like, "What? Are, what are, why? I know I'm dead. Why are you dead? Oh, <laughs> what the fuck? What's going on here?" Um, but but it but uh, they end up finding his soul, 
uh, while he's down here. And if you find your soul, you can you can go back. You can go uh, like it, it, the way the game explains it. Again, this is, gets real weird because it confuses me. But <laughs> he can get. But if his soul is down here, we can, we can get that back, and he can go back to life. Hmm. But but the girl's whole point is is that. Like, okay, you need to reap these ghosts and you need to complete your soul, right? Okay, well, she completes her soul, she gets to go back to life. No, she has, she gets to move on into the afterlife. It's like, well, what? I, this is confusing. <laughs> okay. It's a, it, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so it's, it's got like, um, uh, uh, kind of like a hacked up video game thing here where there are like four endings and the ending you get kind of depends on how much you kind of engage with a bunch of combat because it's a game where mm -hmm. you've got this uh, very unique kind of skill grid system where you have mm -hmm. to like upgrade a bunch of stuff after battle. It feels very Helen's Mysterious Castle in a way where you have to like upgrade your weapons and stuff whereas this is just like there's a bunch there's a skill grid system and you just upgrade all the abilities if you upgrade all the abilities that's how you get the true ending so you've got to spend some time and grind a bit to uh, to get the true ending, it, it's not that hard. Okay. Though. It's not that hard at all. It took you like. It's not that time consuming? No, nah, it took me, I think, 30 minutes to max it out once I got uh, the first quote unquote normal ending, which was mm -hmm. still very sad and emotionally touching, but I think that the true ending is really what you should pursue because I think that, like, it's the one that kind of teaches you more about, like, what somebody who's going through loss is dealing with and, you know. Mm -hmm. Um,. So, so, so there's that, and then you uh, fought the, and then you fought the flower in a rhythm game, and then you fought, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but it uses like it uses a hacked up RPG Maker 2K3 battle system. Uh, it's got some light command entry for attacks, so where it's just like you press the fight button, and then there's like a gauge that pops up, and you have to press a button to stop the. The thingy. It's a custom battle system. It's a custom battle system, but it's still very much operating on that normal RM2K3 um, ATB system. Um, is the ATB system in there? Is it not? Is, it's, so there. it's not. It's there. It's there. Oh, okay. So it is. And, it's there, so and that's why it kind of gets a little. It gets a little bunched up sometimes. Where sometimes, like, I found myself, I was like, I would enter a command, but like with the way the ATB works, I would sometimes enter be entering two commands at once for two attacks, for two separate turns. So then, like, I would attack, then the enemy attack, and then I would attack again, but it was just, like, that second attack that I just entered. So it gets a little wonky at trying to keep track of turns. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, it's it's a not, not a terrible game. I think, it, I think that, like, the again, the way that it kind of deals with explaining spirits, ghosts, and souls <laughs> is a little confusing, and I think that that could have been handled a little better, and a, little, a little less gamey, and a little more just, like... Like, this is a game that is about feelings. You very could have obviously just wrote from emotion here and not kind of made it seem so video gamey. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like I said, get big points, get big afterlife. <laughs> you know, that's kind of like the, <laughs> the, the thing that's going on here. Um, uh, but, and again, you know, it's very heavy. Uh, it, it did it, it did get me to bubbling a little bit uh, with, with the ending, but it's a very sweet and, and a cute ending. Uh, I don't think that, like, the combat is all that, that hard or anything. Like, um, with the way the upgrade system works is you can basically upgrade anything at any time. So if you just, like, upgrade all of your stats really fast, like, I trivialized literally all of the combat <laughs> within the first 15 minutes of the game. So... <laughs> 
What the heck? So none of the combat at all was um, at all stressful or strenuous in the least. Like, uh, but by by the twenty minute mark, everything was doing zero damage to me, and the only thing <laughs> that was able to do any damage to me by the end of the game was the end game boss. Mm. <laughs> oh, but that's but but it's not a long game. It's literally like. 50 to 80 minutes depending on how oh. fast you get through this thing it's free so if you need something like this in your life it, it's a pretty easy investment um cool. i would say hey like, like and it's got a lot of it's got a lot of nice presentation to it too uh a lot yeah, of, it's really it, pretty it's very pretty a lot of custom uh tile work sprite work um there's a kind of like one shot where they have a lot of these static um uh, really well done pixel art cutscenes in the middle uh, to kind of tell the various points of the story. It's really good stuff. Um, and, and like I said, it's a game that seems like it's coming from a very real place. It feels like, uh, you know, I can't really speak for the creator, but it feels like maybe this game was their way of kind of dealing with something. Um, it, it feels like it's really coming from that kind of place. And I think that the things that it has to say about like how we process um, that kind of loss and stuff. You know, having been through some pretty major losses in my life, I was just like, yeah, this kind of is hitting a lot of that on the head. Um, and I, I thought it was a, an overall enjoyable experience, despite the fact that like the combat wasn't super uh, engaging because I had broken it so early um, and and just kind of, you know, you, you do the video game thing to, to, to get to the feels part, basically. Uh <laughs> Uh, and that part's good. Uh, that part's mm. it's just a cool. really it's a really nice little story. Um, definitely worth it's an RPG, and it's an RPG maker game, so it's automatically good. It's basically worth your time. It's an RPG maker game. It's it's, yeah. it's, it's good RM2 ma- RPG maker. It's it's on Steam. You don't have to like. I know some people uh. are real picky about video games not <laughs> being on Steam for some reason. Like what the fuck? That's the weirdest thing. It's like I've I've mentioned to people that I've put out games before. Is it on Steam? Oh, well, okay. I guess you're not gonna check it out then. Never mind. I am not gonna waste my breath in telling you where it's at. <laughs> She's like, never mind. My game does not exist. <laughs> um. Yeah. You know uh, the the saying is no Steam, no buy. If it's free, you don't have to buy it. It's fine. Well, it, oh, if, no, it, that's it, why that's why all the no steam no buy people are really happy to go on itch and browse the bitsy games oh yeah oh, yeah. yeah they totally do that <laughs> yeah uh grim's hollow is is a nice little time uh if you're if cool. you're down to duly noted I, down, I, I wish listed this after yeah, i saw ghost you wish listed a free v a free game, game. Like, well, I thought Rhett wishlisting. Uh, I thought Rhett wishlisting and waiting for Helen's Mysterious Castle to go on sale was the most pathetic thing. But you literally wishlisted a free fucking game. I'm not. We we've had this discussion before. I don't wishlist it so that I buy it. I wishlist it because it's not going to be in my library until I play it. Um, and I wishlist. And if I click wishlist, that's just a one button press, and then I'll remember it later. Otherwise, I won't. Otherwise, I just have to like write it in an Excel spreadsheet right. or something. Like, go, hey, remember to play this game. It's just the easiest way to say, remember to play this Steam game later. That's free. Yeah, and that, that that's okay. Kind of, yeah, there you okay, go. Okay, so I so I won the I won the argument. There is what I'm saying. Uh, no, you said, no, yeah. you 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 win nothing. Well, I'm right and you're wrong. This is my podcast. I'm right and you're wrong. How about that? Oh shit. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's a joint thing. It's really me and your podcast, and no one else's. When did this happen? When did <laughs> I make that? When did I? When did I agree to that? <laughs> it's me and Rats actually taking over. 
Okay, I'm fine with this. Like, if I don't have the podcast anymore, fine, I'm done. I'm out. And now we're, we I'm out. Well, we don't want to edit. We don't know how that works. Holly, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have one quick little question about this game. Sure. Yeah. Do you know if the four endings are that different from each other? They are. They're, they're not oh. radically different, but they're different enough that you get a different kind of sentiment from it. But I think that the okay. most val- I think that the ending that gives you the most valuable sentiment and like the most valuable information in dealing with loss comes from like doing the, 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 the RPG thing and just maxing out uh-huh. every single thing. And the game is smart in that uh-huh. like once you max out your stats, it tells you it's like, okay, now you're you're you, now your soul is perfectly ready to move on. You can go fight the final <laughs> boss now. Uh-huh. Okay, so that's what you did. You got the good ending. Yeah, I got the good ending. Uh yeah, like yeah. I looked up how to get it because I got one ending and it was like I get it. That was fine. Uh, I wasn't 100% satisfied, but I get what you were going for. And it was like, mm-hmm. it, it too was a good sentiment, but I'm here for the the, the bigger sentiment and what you're... The big cathartic yeah. end. The big cathartic end. That's all I need. Give me that big I want to cry. I want to cry. Oh. Exactly. And, and to be fair, the other yeah. ending did make me cry too. <laughs> okay. I just think that the true ending... Um, I want to cry a lot. Yeah, there you I go. I won't cry more. <laughs> that wasn't enough cry. Video games as stories are just always weird when, like, some arbitrary thing will just lock you out of the good ending. That's you like know? that's like fucking JRPGs with true endings for the longest time, or yeah. just like really old visual novels with like weird shit. Like, like Steins Gate has this dumb oh system, the dumb email system that like literally none of the choices that you answer in those emails apply to what ending you get. It's just, I don't know. It's a weird arbitrary. You answered the phone this time and not the last time. <laughs> what the fuck? I remember getting like the bad or the middle ending in binary domain because of like oh, character affection stats. Yeah. And I was just like, man, video game stories are kind of dumb sometimes. Yeah, that was real fucking stupid. That game's real good though. <laughs> I like it's real good. I like, like I like I just binary. thought about that again. Yeah, I like binary domain a lot. Just when games like intentionally fall on their face at the end because of arbitrary stuff. Yeah, it's just like oh, weird. I have to be the I have to be a video game now. Sorry, I was being yeah. I was an artistic statement until an hour ago. Now I've got to be a video game because a guy in a suit said I have to be a video game. Player agency. <laughs> yeah, that's Grim's Hollow. It's really good. It's fun. Cool. It's good. It was a good time. John! Ah! Hey, Hi. hey, hey, you were, you were, you were up to something else, apparently. Uh, yeah, I was. It was something pretty fun, actually. Fun? Ah. Fun? I thought we only, I thought we only engaged with media to cry. Um, well, maybe crying for different reasons. I watched, um, so I rewatched because I'm just going through all of YouTube trying to find, like, something, anything to keep, do my, keep my mind busy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I rewatched Matthew Matosis's um, playthroughs of Demons Feel Demons oh, Souls. Oh no, not Demons Feel. <laughs> Demons Souls and Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. And I was that's like nine hours. So I got like nine hours. That's of Souls a content. lot of Holy Souls crap. content. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me, oh man, y'all, I really like Souls. They're okay. I, I love those games to bits. They're extremely good. Um. And I got my thinking. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should play. Maybe I should play another FromSoft game. 
Oh. And I thought I could play Bloodborne. But that's, a, that's like a 30 or 40 hour game. That's a lot. That's, that's a uh, commitment. That's a commitment. That's a commitment. And I, start, I don't know. I, I feel Bloodborne is a top 15 game of the generation or je- decade. Mm. I believe it. I'm going to get to it. I, it's on my like top ones I want to play, games I want to play. But, you know, it's a commitment. It's still a commitment. So yeah. I was like, is there, is there a short FromSoft game I can play? Something I can just kind of chew through in a couple days? Metal Wolf Chaos. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> um, I did not play Metal Wolf Chaos. I did play the original Kingsfield. I've played this video game. Did you play Kingsfield for PlayStation in the U.S., or did you play the original Kingsfield only released in Japan? I played the U.S. Uh, Kingsfield. <laughs> that one's... That one's actually Kingsfield 2. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> and there is a Kingsfield 2 released in the U.S. That one is actually Kingsfield 3. Yep. <laughs> it's pretty joyous. So Kingsfield 2 was, um, so the one you played was, on how long to beat was 20 hours. Mm-hmm. The original Japanese game was only 10 hours. And nice. Like, and that's a, that's a nice, short, breezy little adventure. Right. Um. And my understanding is that Kingsfield One, um, the big difference is that it's divided into five like five floors, mm-hmm. whereas Kingsfield Two is like a big open, big old world. World. So Kingsfield One is it's sort of like the Demon Souls to mm-hmm. Kingsfield Two's Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was happy to jump in at the first, at the very first one. I was like, I I, I think D- Kingsfield Two is going to be better. Yeah. But this was a this was a nice appetite wetter. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of fun with this game. Um, I, I figured you would. This seemed really like, yeah, this is prime John content. Yeah, it's uh, so Kingsfield is a first-person dungeon crawler, mm-hmm. um, for PlayStation. Uh, there's there are three games on PlayStation and one on PS2. Um, that's that's a, that's most of it. Yeah. <laughs> that's most. <laughs> it's. They're very minimalist. Like, there's not a lot of story. There's not a lot of dialogue. Um, the combat is extremely simple. Oh yeah, it, it could almost be called sluggish. I know it takes a long time for that sword to swing on down. Um, so it's simple, but it's not like like it felt pretty okay to me because it was like clear. Like they have the enemies make a clear sound when they've been hit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just a matter of like finding the timing for each enemy. We're like, okay, the enemy. Starts attacking now. I have to be this far away from them to not take damage, and then I need to start my attack and then start moving forward at this time, yeah. so that when the attack d- reaches the end, it, it, there's just like enough levels of complexity there to make it kind of interesting. Yeah. Um. While, while ultimately it's very simple. Um. You, you have magic, but you don't have an MP restoring, an easy MP restoring solution for a long time. So I mostly am just whacking things. Yep. Um, the first like couple hours of the game, I did not have a map. Nope. Um, and I was petrified because I was like, "Do I do I get a map later? Because this is <laughs> I don't I don't think I can do this. this I don't think I can do this. I think this is too hardcore for me because it's not even on a grid. No, it is the 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 walls all turn in topsy turvy way in like irregular angles. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So it that it w- it would have been very difficult to map out. So I just played it for two hours, mapping out the first floor in my head. <laughs> um, and the way I do that is I'm just like 
exploring out in such a way that I have a I know that I've fully explored everything behind me. Yeah. Like that's how you do it. It's like, okay, I don't know exactly what happens, but I know I've explored everything from behind this choke point. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, then you can explore if you just keep and then uh, you explore out to this one area and it's a dead end, so you know, okay, now I've included that in the area that I've explored. Everything from this choke point for it is new area. Yeah. And you can kind of break it down that way uh, and keep it in your head without it without being able to even if you can't like recall exactly where everything is. Right. Um and then you do get a map and I was really relieved. Uh, but it's not it doesn't just trivialize it because the map does not show everything. So that it, it, it may it just makes it manageable right when it starts to get unmanageable. Mm-hmm. Um is that there's a map that shows most of the level, but then there'll be large chunks where you do still need to map it out in your head. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end of the game you get a map that shows everything and that's cool. Good progression. Um, yeah, it's a nice progression. Um, so this game's really hard up front. Like I got, I found a skeleton, and then it killed me in one hit. Not <laughs> surprised. Like, and I'm like, okay, it's gonna be one of these. Um, but after like twenty, but then after I found some enemies, I found some easy enemies that I could kill, and then I raised my health up. Uh, oh, and that's the other thing the the Dragon Spring, which fully restores your HP and MP. That doesn't start you that that is dry when you first reach it and the only way to start it is to do a side quest on the first floor so you don't get access to free healing until you do a side quest which i was really pleased with that's fun yeah so uh the thing is that once i got past that like first 45 minutes that like hump at the start Mm -hmm. um it actually got really easy for most of it mm. uh, that was kind of most of the game for me was okay yeah, I've, I've gotten the armor I need um, I've got the heal point now um, the combat is mostly trivial now so now I'm just kind of focused on mapping out this space and that was a little disappointing because mm. um, because you know the games have a reputation for being really hard so Obviously, I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, the the very last floor up the stakes a lot which helped help kind of um make me feel better about that progression because suddenly like every enemy is a boss monster basically <laughs> like you fight a bo- you fight the first boss in the game on floor four and then it immediately is a regular enemy on floor five and i'm like yes i'm here for that <laughs> yep um so most of the game it's very open with the progression um you don't get power-ups or anything to unlock doors um there are some keys but I did not, you need, you get the keys in order, like in order to get the key two, you have to go to a door, you have to get, get a chest behind a door locked by key one, mm-hmm. and etc. Mm-hmm. And I got to floor four of five without finding the first key. <laughs> oh, wow. And I kept, I kept thinking that whole, fir- th- fl- whole first four floors, like, sure, surely I missed it. Is it yeah. Is, what, maybe, surely I missed it. Wait. Did I miss it? I thought I explored third. Surely did you I not actually miss it? Um, no, I missed it. I missed oh, on the okay. first floor because I mislabeled the door as locked when it wasn't. Mm. Um, and the reason I... I the, the the second floor is blocked with an arrow trap constantly shooting arrows. <laughs> and you can walk through it and it instantly kills you. Unless you've leveled up a good amount and got some pretty good armor, then you can just kind of tank it. Oh, it's kind, so, of, it's kind of poopy. So I was like, but if you just get the key... 
then there's just a switch you can turn off and turn off the arrow trap. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I, in my infinite wisdom, was like, I guess there's no way around this, and I just walked on through. <laughs> <laughs> Ow, that really hurts. Oh, well. Chug some healing herbs. <laughs> um, so that so it's kind of my own fault that I missed that. Yeah, the... that's on you. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it was, like, very smooth. Like, I didn't really run into any real roadblocks right. with the progression stuff at all. Um, uh, I missed the one side quest to get the Moonlight Greatsword mm-hmm. that's in every front game, um, which the walkthrough on Gamepack said was... Man- I-, I found this out reading the walkthrough after I finished the game. They said it was mandatory to f- fight the final boss, but I just pelted the final boss with wind magic and chugged healing. Nice. <laughs> and, I still- and I won after like two minutes of just doing that continuously. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not super deep, but it is scary because the last, the very last floor mm-hmm. is just a bunch of enemies doing like big attacks to take out like two thirds of your health bar. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just like walking through the final final area, just like chugging healing mm-hmm. every two, pausing to chug healing every two <laughs> steps, and then I got to the final boss, and he's just like. Take out two thirds of your health. Take out three quarters of your health. Take out two thirds of your health. And I was just like, pause, heal, win magic, win magic, pause, heal, win magic, win magic. Nice little rhythm the, going here. The, the economy kind of breaks very early. Like you get yeah. way too much gold, mm. um, so you can just have as much healing as you want, basically. Nice. So, all in all, like um, I think Kingsfield Two is supposed to be harder, which I'm I'm happy about. I think I, I think remember make- that game being pretty hard. Yeah. Um, this one was not, and Kingsfield Two also has a run button. Yep, which would be quite nice. Because man, I would have appreciated that for this one. Kingsfield is still very slow, though. Yes, but this one does. Kingsfield One is the one that came before that, and it does not have a run button. Right, right, right. Now you can just run through the spike trap. Just run through the arrows. It's fine. Um, so this was mostly the the game part was a little bit was a little bit flimsy for me, yeah. but the mapping out the maze part was really satisfying because you get to floor four and there's just nothing on the map. You, so it's like after after being able to kind of breeze through the first three floors, you you really have to think again for the fourth floor and it's mm. and it's beefy. Nice. Um, and I managed to miss the map about halfway through that and mapped out the whole floor in my brain and then got back down the map and I was like, oh, okay. Um. So this was, it was a really pleasing, like, it, it didn't blow me away or anything, but I definitely want to play the next one. Yeah. I, um, I think that one's going to land a bit more. Yeah, I've, play, it, I've played a significant portion of Kingsfield 2, and I know that younger me was not super into it, uh, but I think I would get it more uh, now. I've just never really thrown it in. Because mm-hmm. the fighting is, is like that. <laughs> yeah. It's that. It's like that. Yeah, it, uh, and that's the way it is. And that's the way it is. It made me think of Hydlide, actually. I was like, oh. Oh. I'm kind of vibing with this. Don't ever want to think of Hydlide. <laughs> that was very sweet when the last chat, last last podcast, I was like, no, Hydlide kicks ass. And then the entire chat backed me up, and I was like, yes. Like, if, if, our, if there is one thing that proves our audience is literally comprised of the stupidest people on the planet... <laughs> That would literally be it. Uh, oh man! It turns out that uh, Faerun, game of the decade. Or, I would, yeah. I would wipe this site 
off the face <laughs> of the internet. It would not deserve to live anymore. Like, I could not be the one to put that kind of misinformation out into the world. I would exile the site myself. Tom mentioned Echo Knight, which I want to try. It's um, more adventure game yeah, as I yeah. understand it. And just no fighting. And I want to try Armored Core. Armored Core uh, is some cool shit, but you you yeah. kind of got to tune your brain into what it's doing. Mm-hmm. I, I've, heard, I've, I've looked at footage of the first game, and it's just gorgeous. Yes. Um, so I expect it to be like kind of taxing to figure out. Yeah, but it, it's, it's you've got to put the time in. Mm-hmm. But it's also mission-based, which yeah. sort of yeah. helps make it a little bit more accessible, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I might try Armored Core sooner rather than later. Um, that game looks my speed. There are a lot of those games, huh? There's a shit ton of them now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, there's I'm, a lot. made a lot of games. They made a I'm lot looking of games at them from Software Wikipedia. I did not know they had so many games. Yeah, they, they've made quite a few of them their video games. Echo Knight, Shadow Tower, Kingsfield, Armored Core, and then a bunch of other like one-off stuff. Yeah, The Adventures of Cookie and Cream. I did notice The Adventures of Cookie and Cream. Yep. Metal Wolf Chaos is Me- probably mentioned. Ninja Blade? Huh? Anybody? <laughs> I don't know Ninja Blade. <laughs> oh my god. Released six days before Demon Souls. Yep. I know I somebody we used to associate with actually worked on the localization for uh Ninja Blade. Cool. No, yeah. yeah. Um so that's this is the start of my pre Yeah, there you'll notice Frum's output is a lot less eclectic these days. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty uh they're pretty on brand now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I just can't get over the release of the Ninja Blade though being literally the Six Japanese days. release. Yeah. Six days before Demon Souls, both in Japan. Yeah, like <laughs> they obviously had two teams working, and they just yeah. finished at the same time. Yep, and one of them wound up a little bit more that, in the direction yeah. that the company went in. Yeah, weird how nobody's heard of Ninja Blade. <laughs> and there have been like ten Armored Core games or something. Yeah, I don't There's think they had any more. I don't think yep, they make. The, yeah, I don't think that From makes the Armored Core games anymore. I think they. Mm. I think they gave, like they sold that IP or something. Oh, that would stink. I don't know. Like I like it would be I, I don't remember to see them hearing... do a new one based on it would... like yeah, like where they like, are the now. The games have gotten a lot prettier. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Sekiro, Se- very good looking game. <laughs> I just like um, I just like seeing all those because it's just like hmm, that's maybe a future obsession. Like, mm. <laughs> like what we're gonna. Like maybe like ne- this time next year, it's like, oh, I've just finished my sixth Armored Core game. Um, this is oh, how they rank. In my, this is how it ranks with the previous ones. Gonna go in the Armored Core the way Rhett went into balls deep into Yakuza. Or just go balls deep into Yakuza, and then I'm on. I want something <laughs> I can play on my PS PlayStation instead of on the same fucking computer at the same fucking desk I work oh. at every day. That, yeah, you know that. Yeah, that like yeah. I, I will say that kind of like something that I played around with recently was just like you know being away from a computer felt nice, mm-hmm. even if it's just like fifteen steps in the yeah. other room, yeah, on a different screen, yeah, it's still a screen, but you know what? Yeah, let's do that. This is good. This is better. Mm. So this was this was the the taste the table setter. 
for my Kingsfield journey. We'll see how things <laughs> go from here. I, have I a, think I things a, are probably going to go well for a while. I would say. Yeah, I have a friend with it who has a one of my Twitter friends has um a world has the world record for speedrunning Kingsfield. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Um, the person that did the music for Kikai. Oh, that's neat. Yep. So, so they of course intentionally missed the first key to run through those spikes. <laughs> Air trap, most likely. Because most most of the that's the other thing is because the enemies are mostly easy, most of the chests are kind of and and there's not a lot of like progression gating. Yeah. Most of the chests are kind of useless. Yeah. That's about that. Um so that's that's something I'm kinda hoping with Kingsfield too, is that it'll be since it'll be harder, mm-hmm. like that exploring will be a little more satisfying. Mm. Yeah. Rat. What else have you been up to? <laughs> no, I I thought you were making fun of my <laughs> game of the decade list because I mentioned to Polly like Every single one, one of my blurbs is, I liked exploring this game. I like that's what I like doing in game. games. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, like, that's kind of a thing that you've always been into, though. I know. But then my blurb for Breath of the Wild was just, the best exploration ever. <laughs> <laughs> I like Kingsfield more than Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. On brand. I, yeah, that's... Shut up, John. Nobody likes you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even give a fuck about Breath of the Wild, but it's just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> going to the, the shut the fuck up area? Yeah. yeah. It's just like, I'm, I'm not, not shut up. It's like, well, no, I totally believe that John likes Kingsfield more than I don't, Breath of the Wild. I, I think I'm probably going to like Kingsfield 2 more. I don't, I don't know if I can really... I think I think I did have a lot of fun with Breath of the Wild, so that might not be accurate. Now, right. anyways, uh, I, I watched an anime. Yo, anime! Uh, tell us about so you rewatched Simple Gear again? It's yeah, not Simple Gear this time. Oh, okay. I have had that feeling recently where it's like, man, I I just can't watch action shows anymore. Oh man, <laughs> or shows with singing. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, right, I. I actually forgot until just now that I watched season four of My Hero Academia. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not very good. You know, Uh-oh. that's common Uh-oh. sentiment that I've uh, noticed. Uh-oh. The pacing of that show just fucking... Flatlined. Well, you thought it slowed down before? Yeah. It slows way down. Is 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 Big Booby Spider Girl still around? No, I don't think so. Well, then, uh-huh. then the show's garbage. Yeah. And people were saying, like, oh, this anime ab- adaptation of it is actually faster than the manga was. The manga was 40 chapters, and they turned it into 14 episodes. So I'm just like, that's still pretty slow for one thing. Yeah, there's a big booby spider girl, Raven. She's pretty good. She's got sharp teeth, too. In My Hero Academia? Yeah, there's she's a spider girl something. There's a lot of girls in that series, and they don't do anything. Yeah, because, any- well, I mean, they're women in a shonen uh, property. Yeah, but it's just so fucking... Yeah. Anyways, that's not I the associate, show. I, I associate the girl with the spider for some reason. She gives me spider vibes. Oh, I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't do the season either. Yeah, she gives She's me... still there. Yeah, she gives me spider vibes for some reason. She's really totally good. good. Yeah. She's yeah. good. She has basically never done anything of much value. Of course, because she is a woman in a shonen yeah. property. Anyways, I watched one of the anime of the decade, Keep Your Hands Off Isaacen. Oh, I know about this. 
That should be like. Oh, ooh. this one sounds really nice. This is the one that's got uh, that art style that everybody was memeing on for like a month. That opening that everybody loves with the three poses. We've got. Uh, we've, there's even a socks cast cover in in, in the bed. Yeah. yeah, there's there's one in there's one in the chamber. Don't worry, we got oh, one. Oh, it's not this episode. It's, it's not this episode. It's in a future yeah. episode. That's definitely. I've, I've heard. I've heard nothing but good things about this show. Hey, this show's really great. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's by Masaki Yuasa. Yeah. Yuasa. You know, Yuasa. Who does the good shit. Yeah. And sometimes um, extremely violent and horny shit. So much good shit. Yeah. He's, like, his career um, has really kind of taken off the last it, 10 years. That's really, it's that weird. really makes me happy because being familiar with and enjoying a lot of his work, I'm very yeah. happy that like he can ha- find a little more universal uh, praise for what he does. Like, I it's saw weird. Ride Your Wave was one of the last movies I saw in theaters, and I was like, yeah. wait, didn't you just do, like, five things? He's, and you just had this movie busy. Out? It's weird. Yep. Because I swear, there was one point where it seemed like he did a Kickstarter thing for mm-hmm. Kickheart that didn't really yeah. do very well. But then he's he's really rebounded anyways. Yeah. Um, this is a show about three girls in high school, and they form a club, which is a little generic. Mm. I was I was a little weary based on that premise, but then... The goal is they want to make an anime because yep. two of them are big anime fans, and then the third one ends up being like the manager. Yeah. Aww. And it's just these characters are really great. Like you could just talk about them for hours. Like the main girl, like she's really into like technical drawings and machinery, and like so she'll just fill up scrapbooks of like what is this flying machine in this fantasy anime I want to make in my head? What, how does it work? Yeah. Who pilots it? Like, she's just, she, like, she's just have as a, has a vision for like sci-fi stuff that is like practical in the universe and stuff. And like, how does it work? Yeah. And then one of the other girls, her like comes from a family of, I think it was dancers or entertainers, but like, she's all about movement and animation and a more like, general sense Mm -hmm. so she does all the character animations and like the other girl does the background animation and stuff and like the technical machinery stuff it's like it's believable and like yeah down to earth it's a little ridiculous obviously like especially like when they actually show the films that they make like yeah this would be really impossible for two people to make (laughs) yeah or if two people if two people made it it would take four years yeah I mean, they do at least give them some amount of time where it's like, we've got to, we're we're behind schedule. This thing is coming out in four months. Mm. Like, they are giving them some amount of time. Yeah. Okay. But, like, the final film that they make in the thing is, like, eight minutes long. And it's, like, just, you know, it's the actual animation studio yeah. flexing a bit. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. Oh. Always enjoy that kind of shit. Yeah. That's but really like, yeah, still. The whole film within a film thing mm-hmm. is really fun, and they do that several times in this because you know they make several shorts over the course of the series, mm-hmm. and it's just it's such a good love letter to animation in general. Because and like I just thought about the the making of this show itself must be super weird conceptually because they are having characters talk about making shows within their universe yeah, and then having yeah. to do like their own design documents. Like it's a show where characters are talking about storyboarding like that's and like shit. setting up and like setting up cuts and frames. And I'm just like, like animatics and shit. Yeah. And it's just like, wait, but then in reality they had to do had storyboards to do... and cuts yeah. of these characters talking about storyboards this. and cuts. <laughs> 
or like when a character looks at something and thinks about how they could animate that and you realize but I'm already I'm, I'm already, already looking at an animated version <laughs> but the show is pre- presenting it as real it, it has that funny just kind of abstraction layer on top That's of everything cool. yeah and like a lot of it is like their imaginations will kind of spring out into the real world and like mm-hmm. they'll go on an adventures like like that has a very kind of <laughs> like, sketchy art style when it's they're in the fantasy mm. so like it's just very inventive and imaginative and a lot of fun right right cool yeah highly recommended this yeah like this is definitely on the old to watch list for sure mm-hmm. yeah are you watching this are you watching this through a a a, a legal means or otherwise uh, it's on crunchyroll okay, and good. vrv okay okay, okay. yeah so, I guess I should I just hit my last thing for right now. Go ahead. Yeah, it was, that was kind of I'm short. done. Um, I played a video game. Yo, video oh, games! Yeah. I know what those are. We like those. So I played The Evil Within two. Oh yeah, which is I knew you were playing this. Mm-hmm. Maybe, oh yeah, because you played the first one. It was really spooky. I played the first one. I had some issues with the first one. It's a very ambitious game, and it's very rough in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Like, specifically, like, the bosses. Oh, just the bosses kill you. are terrible. The bosses are rough, like, when they kill you in one hit and you have to start the whole encounter yep. over. So then, basically, the reason I didn't play Evil Within 2 right away is because I was like, oh, I'm going to play the DLC for the first game, yeah. it, which is stealth only. Oh, I hate stealth. That'll go great. Fuck that. So finally, when quarantine hit, I re- fi- I actually kept it installed the whole time, even though the game is like 60 oh, wow. gigs. Yeah. But I finally gave the DLC a shot. It was like, mm, I hate this. I absolutely hate it. <laughs> and then like a couple weeks later, I was like, oh, right. Evil Within 2 is on my list and I can play that now because I said fuck off to the DLC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I played Evil Within 2 and I didn't like it as much as the first game. <laughs> oof. Big oof. So what happened? What? what? It's really weird. So like, this seemed I... like the better game, though. It is the better game. What? That's the... what's so weird. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, I will explain this. Okay, make the this make always... sense to me. The thing I'd always heard is that oh, every Evil Within Two is way better. Every... It's such a huge upgrade. Mm-hmm. You know, like people seem to really ju- vibe with this one yeah. in the way they did it with the first. Right. Here, here's the basically the best explanation I can give. They have smoothed out the rough edges mm-hmm. to a point where I think they lost the identity of what that series oh, is. So uh, it's a little doing more the, doing homog- the video game sequel thing. It's a little more homogenized. And... It's way more homogenized. Mm-hmm. There's, there's way less like. It's funny how, like, admittedly, a lot of the things I kind of bitched about in the first one, once they were gone, I was like, oh. <laughs> Like, because the the first one is just this psychedelic, not psychedelic, but like is this roller coaster of environments and like locations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I kind of griped about how you never feel like you're getting anywhere because like you could just be anywhere at any moment because it's like, oh, now you're in a burning barn and now you're in the sewers. Now you're in a city that's falling apart. Mm -hmm. Now you're in a mansion and there's a guy stalking you. Like it's just all over the place. Yeah. Mm hmm. And you're kind of vaguely trying to make it back to this mental hospital that the game began in. Mm-hmm. Even within two, very grounded setting. There's a town, there's an underground, and that's 90% of the location. Like, oh. a, and a couple buildings you go in. And, like, mm-hmm. the game never 
upends your reality in the way the first game ever uh... did. Mm-hmm. And like, there's the funny thing is I still didn't like the bosses in this game. They're just not quite as one sh- shot bullshitty, mm-hmm. but they're still pretty annoying. Like the first one, like just rushes at you with a huge axe, mm-hmm. like spinny axe thing. And your character's movement still just isn't really meant to deal with that. Mm. Like, and then I realized after looking at a guide, like, oh, if you just run around this environment, there's these things that trigger like half speed time dilation. That's oh. how you beat the boss. What? I was just like, wait, that's you didn't really tell me that at all. That's really dumb. It's just it's kind of goofy. Yeah. Um, so like I don't know. It just felt like the enemies. And environments were just way too samey for the whole time. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, the game itself plays better. Like, I was enjoying this for the first few hours because, like, one of my favorite parts in the first one was when it kind of became like Bloodborne for a bit, where it's just like, oh, here's like a medium sized area that you can go through at your own pace and, you know. Explore! 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 <laughs> well. But then this game opens with, hey, here's a whole town to explore. Oh, okay. And then I realized, like, oh, it's like that cool section in the first game, just like five times bigger. The problem is, is that then when it's like three hours later and you're like, I'm still here. I'm still kind of creeping my way through these areas. And, like, it even has the exact same progression of weapons where it's like, oh, now you've got the shotgun and now you've got the bow gun. Oh, mm-hmm. wow, yeah. It's just like, okay. Even, like, even Resident Evil has never strayed from, you get the pistol, now you get the shotgun, now you, yeah. get, now you get the bow gun, or the missile, or the rocket launcher. Yeah. Even, I felt like re- the Resident Evil 2 remake, like, the guns in that aren't. The guns in that game are interesting. Super, yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe because of that, I would use Claire, and she, she's got the crossbow stuff that's a little, or the... And the Uzis. It's a little, little different. I like the, the, was... the charge gun. I think yeah. it was fun as shit. <laughs> but I don't know. It just felt like they just really kind of stretched out, you know, what was worked like the, in the first Yeah, game. like the small idea. They kind of just took that and stretched it, but didn't really kind yeah. of, they didn't really strengthen anything. So it's stretching it really thin. Yeah. And it's funny though. You still, I still see debates on forums of like which game people like more. And it's like, I think it's, a lot of it comes down to like how much you can appreciate ambition versus like mechanical. Flaws. Right. Right. And it's definitely mm. where I will always go with the thing that's flawed, but like really out Going there, which is basically Simpho gear. If I'm being <laughs> the evil within, what? it's basically Simpho gear. Oh my God. Definitely not. The evil within the evil within one has a lot more simple gear energy than the evil within two. Yeah, I will say that. That's yeah, because like <laughs> that game's crazy and it made me mad. There were sections in that game that were so stressful and hard that I didn't want to play it anymore. <laughs> Whereas this game was like not scary at all. Never really felt threatened or anything. It's just a very pleasant, gentle romp. It which pleasant. is kind of not what just what you want from Shinji Mikami. Yeah. yeah. He did do Shadows of the Damned, which was a fun romp. Okay. The other thing in Evil Within 2 that kind of drove me nuts is there's one villain towards the start that's pretty good, mm-hmm. and then like two-thirds of the way through the game, you beat him. Oh, you they defeat do the, the villain. They do the Far Cry 3 thing. Yeah. 
And then immediately there's a new villain. And then immediately, like same cutscene five minutes later, there's a third new villain. What? I was like, wait, what? What? So then the whole rest of the game is dealing with villain number two. You beat him, and then like the final boss is villain number three. It's just like, okay, you're just this sounds going. Yeah. Oh, and New like villain, each one, like, they just kind of each like the second villain. Like when he takes over, it kind of changes the visual theming of the same areas that yeah. you've been through. So it's like, oh, now everything's on fire, which is cool, but it's like also kind of going through the same areas here, you guys. Mm-hmm. And then like the underground stuff is just painfully boring gray corridors yeah that lasts way too long the other thing is like people say oh the story in two makes a lot more sense which is fair it makes more sense this time i just thought it was really dumb Mm. (laughs) because i like the entire time i kept thinking there's going to be a moment where this game pulls out and you realize it's all not actually happening because like you know how when in the movie Inception, where it's like dreams within a dream yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And like the whole thing in that movie is you're not sure if the real world at the end is actually, actually happening. Right. Is actually still in the dream or not. Yeah. I thought for sure towards the start that this whole game was actually still like without completely spoiling what's going on. I thought like the real world stuff still was actually within the dream, basically. Mm-hmm. Was because, still within the evil within. Yeah. Because the whole plot of this game is that his daughter, who died in like a fire five years ago, is actually the core of this entire thing. And I'm like, oh, this is clearly uh, bullshit. And then it like plays it entirely straight. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm just like, no. And I'm just like, but why is the daughter still like seven years old shouldn't she have at least aged a bit nope we're not gonna do any nope, we're, we're not gonna playing, we're not gonna explain we're that we're just playing it totally straight daddy's got to save his little girl so the whole story for like 20 hours is him oh. screaming about needing to save his daughter <laughs> i thought for sure for sure they're gonna lampshade this and they don't oh that's funny that's that's unique mm. mikami directed the first one he produced this one oh uh, okay Next, yeah. Just Again, that, that just that does means anything. I, yeah, I think that explains some of it. Mm-hmm. Is I mean, it's a better playing game. It's not it, like I think I summed it up pretty good at the start, where it's like they smooth out the rough edges. Yeah, mm-hmm. which then, is such a video game thing. Which like, is such a video game thing. It's like, like every yeah. Ubisoft franchise is like, hey, oh, we made an interesting game, and now we're gonna fit it into this other thing. Now we are My filing God. it down to where it has no identity <laughs> and no rough spots at all. God, I remember when I played the first three Assassin's Creed games, like 1, 2, and Brotherhood. Oh, man. When I, when I got to Brotherhood, it was just like, wow, this is just not the same thing already. Yeah. <laughs> this is just open world collect-a-thon. Yep. Where it's like the Jeez. first game, the first game at least tries to make you an assassin, and then after that, it's just like, yep, checklist time. Yeah, it's just time to find some birds. God, <laughs> that was like... There was a point in my life where I knew so where everyone I was listening to was talking about Assassin's Creed all the time. Well, one was was ambitious. Two, like, you could start seeing the video gamification of it happening, but it was still interesting. And then, like, when you move to the after that, it's just like, oh, we are just in it now. We are we are peak Ubisoft. 
We have a both now. That's something. That's something, right? I played. I played all of four and barely remember anything. Oh man, people were so horny for that one too. I you think know, that like I think, it's just, I think what happens so for a pirate game. I think what happens is after a while, like they get into the Ubisoft kind of thing of like, oh, okay, I know what to expect here. And I think that every time that a new one gets announced, they get the idea in their mind that this is going to be the one <laughs> that really breaks away from the pack, that, that that changes the entire formula, and then they convince themselves of that for a bit, and then six months later, <laughs> they don't remember the game that they played and they were splurging <laughs> about. That's Oof. always that's I mean, always been that's always been the cycle I see with every fucking mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed game. I mean, to be fair, I haven't played the latest two, but they seem that those are the ones that really did actually change it up. Because there's like levels in RPG stuff now that just like they have made those games play like Witcher Three, as far as I can tell. Yeah, they're just because <laughs> doing... it's like, like I see it... stuff like you can't sneak up on an enemy and just kill them anymore because oh, if that enemy's level sixty, they'll just they'll just live. They'll just yeah yeah. Which is like, oh my god! Nice, way, like we were already to- we were we were already taking the assassin out of Assassin's Creed anyway. Yeah. But this is just the most blatantly stupid way to do it. Yeah, and admittedly, I haven't played those games, but they just sound like, oh, it's like if you just can't get enough open worlds, play some yeah, tier ones. That's exactly what those games are. God. And so, I was thinking of then, I was thinking of Dead Space. It sounds like that one that series oh, also kind of got identity taken from it. Dead Space one and two are great. Uh, yeah, I was thinking of, I mean, <laughs> one no and one two, like, but three is a hot mess. I'm never. It is like yo, have it. we are uh, our publisher told us we had to make a video game ass video game for the Xbox 360 crowd, <laughs> and guess what we did? Doesn't. I think oh, Dead Space funny. Three has like microtransactions. It's got microtransactions and co-op. <laughs> and co-op, yeah. Yeah, it's four. Because Resident Evil did it. Yeah, it's making me want to replay Resident Evil Four. Resident Evil Four uh, is fantastic. I haven't touched that game in ten years. The, so the great trilogy of Resident Evil Four games: Resident Evil Four, Dead Space, Dead Space Two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a solid hot list of games that I can get behind. Cool. Life is good. Yep. So I also played the newest Tomb Raider. It's bad. That's it. <laughs> but you play but you played it you played it with classic oh my God, Lara right. Croft skin though, which is really See, fucking good. That's by far the thing I enjoyed the most. And you want you know wanna know the horrible truth, Polly? What? When you're in a certain location they restrict your skin usage. Oh, so you. I played about half the game normally because it forced me to. Oh fuck that. So it's like the first quarter, I didn't even realize there were the skins and maybe I didn't have them yet. Mm-hmm. And then I find it and I'm like, oh, this is really fun. And then like an hour later, oh, you're in this town now and you have to dress like the natives do. So no more Tomb Raider 1 skin for like five hours. And I'm just like, oh, this sucks. And then I finally got away from there and could use it again. But, and then for the end game, oh, back to If I can't kill the boss's PlayStation 1 Lara Croft, get the fuck out of here. Apparently, people were so pissed. After you beat the game, they patched it in so that you could use whatever outfit you want for the entire game. But you have to beat it first once. Okay, cool. Nailed but it. Yeah, because you know, like when I when I when I think replay a game, Tomb Raider <laughs> jumps right to the fucking top of the list. Oh, oh but you could buy the DLC tombs. 
<laughs> I'm not joking. Oh, you, said my... you, you said you played three of these games and liked one of them. Was that the first yeah, the one? First one the, first the first one's one. good. The first God. one, but, but but the first one is probably only good now by virtue of just being this incredibly different thing that the other ver- that, that the other Tomb Raider games weren't. And even then, I think that like I think games like Tomb Raider Legend and Tomb Raider Anniversary are probably the ones worth playing. Yeah, mm. I mean, this game was frustrating to the point where I was like. Did I even truly like the 2013 Tomb Raider movie? <laughs> if you went back and played it, I'm going to say no. Because they just seem like they've just so lost the... I, after thinking about it, I think that game still was good. They just completely lost the plot Well, they in this started one. turning it... Like, Tomb Raider 2013 was sort of like faux open world stuff. Where yeah. it was... You were still kind of... Like, it was more of like a quote-unquote Metroidvania. Whereas the rest of them actually mm-hmm. turned into open world oh, garbage. No! See, that's the thing about the new one. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. The new one's probably less open than 2013 was. That's what's shocking about it. That's weird. It's like all these locations that aren't really connected properly. I'm sorry, John, I keep cutting you off. It's just like like you get a shotgun, and it's like, oh, now with the shotgun, you can blast open this certain type of barrier, which is a thing from the other games. And then you do it literally one time right next to where you get the shotgun. Like they just stripped out the Metroidvania stuff in this one. It's bizarre. It's just this linear 10 hours, 15 hour slog, and the the end game snuck up on me so suddenly. So you're saying this game, game was, is a, a you're saying this game is a shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, yeah. Uh, you see what I did there? I just I thought the story was like hitting the third act and it just goes point of no return and then an hour oh, later I was done. Wow. I was just like fucking what? I think they had no budget or something. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is that um, the like the the one interesting factor about Shadow of the Tomb Raider is that it's like it is one of the only linear AAA games right now. Yeah, because all the rest are doing the yeah. Ubisoft open world thing. So it's like, oh look, you actually just made a string of set pieces. That's nice. Mm-hmm. But, but there it sounds aren't like also that many set pieces in this one. Oh. <laughs> And I just saw a, to- a topic on Reset Era bitching about this game specifically right before we did the podcast. Nice. Where they were they were so mad about this game because the game starts with Laura stealing like this magic dagger and triggering the apocalypse. And then you run through this Mexican town while people are dying because of what she just did. It's a bad way to start your video game with That's... making her like... She's not very like, likable, is she? Yeah. She's, never, she's, just not... she's really never been like a good person. No, exactly. Mm-hmm. And this one really rubs that in your face at the start, but then doesn't actually go anywhere with it in the story. That's kind of like all of the the, the Tomb Raider games as as of late. They've always tried to have this real moment. Like, they really want you to think of Lara as a real character, and then, like, five minutes in, like, yo, she's <laughs> Rambo now. God, I have to show you the screenshots. There's this one hilarious part in the middle of the game where she's like, she's had enough. She's coming for blood. And she like creeps out of the lake, like covered in blood with uh-huh. a dagger. and just fucking jumps on this guy and stabs him to death. And I'm, and I had the PS one skin on. That's so <laughs> good. It's very funny. <laughs> I'm not joking. When I say like 90% of my enjoyment of that game was because of that dumb just skin. Because of that fucking dumb skin. Well, because now it feels like I'm actually playing as Laura Croft. Yeah. Instead of whoever Whatever imitator they, they have. Like, the thing that they keep trying to insist is a character, but is really yeah. just like, no, she's just she's just Nathan Drake, but less likable. 
the worst is how the first one, 2013, ends with her like holding up the two twin pistols. Oh my god! And then, and then Rise and Shadow don't have twin pistols as a fucking That's option. That's so stupid. She never becomes the Tomb Raider. No, she literally does. She's literally a shadow of the Tomb Raider. <laughs> the very final shot of this game has like a cartoon, like six-year-old drawing of a t-rex and i'm like okay is that is that the signal that they're going back to the first game now or something what? are they closing the circle that, like, what does that mean there was a t- t-rex there was in the a t-rex game. in the first no game. i know th- i know that i'm just like what, yeah. what would that mean at this point yeah like it feels like oh we're just doing things because like hey guys there was a there was a t-rex yeah. in one of these what if we did this like nobody that's working on these things now has anything to do with those old games yeah. anyway so apparently this is really de- there was a different ending in the day one version of that game that got what? patched out what <laughs> it's a minor thing but i can apparently like in the before the day one patch if you beat the game there's a slight different scene at the end where she's like writing a letter to a character from the original games but they they removed it afterwards what the Weird. fuck I like that you tried to glaze over this, and we were like, nope, you gotta tell us about this one. <laughs> you are our, yeah, our, yeah. our... Our... Our way Can't of seeing it. into the world of what's happening in the outside world of the AAA <laughs> games. Yeah. We don't know. Tell I mean, us. Unlike Evil Within 2, I am definitely not alone in disliking this one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it definitely sounds like this game was kind of universally shit on. Yeah weird so there were just no there's no linear game linear triple a games that were like good what? last year huh i might know well, i think a, i think Polly might, I, know I, might I might know of a linear triple a game that we, we, we all might have some interest in interesting so okay um but i was very excited to complete the previous episode of the podcast uh that, that we were recording last time we were together because i i because oh, earlier nice. in that day i had just received a very a very nice present from somebody <gasps> oh oh yeah 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 and it's been oh. it's, and it's been something that's been on my mind for the last 3 weeks i've been buzzing inside about it the whole time i played through the final <laughs> fantasy 7 remake and man, this is like this is gonna be a hard one to talk about. But I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna spill. Like I'm just like I'm not gonna spoil. Okay. I'm not gonna spoil anything, obviously. But I'm just gonna like I don't know how to th- talk about this other than just going over point by point. I'm like I like this, and I like this, and I like this. <laughs> um, and, and Rhett, like, feel free to jump in. I know that you played as well, so feel free to jump in and wallow in it with us. We need to get John in on this too at some point. He's, yeah, I want to jump in. You've definitely got to. You've definitely got to play this because I think that like there's a lot for you in this video game that I didn't think would be there, but that oh, there's a lot of John stuff here. Um, I don't even that, know that what that means. Mean, that could mean so many things. Yes, it could. <laughs> so all right. So so so. Uh, just right off the top, I in no way am ashamed to say this game had me by the feels the entire time. Mm-hmm. From that opening cinematic of of you get the view of Midgard, you start zooming in, we're cutting to the train, and we're cutting back out, and you've got the shot of Eris and everything. It's just like, it literally punched me in the chest. I had to pause the game and just like, Oh God, 
it's 23 years later and this is happening. Oh, oh God. And, and, and it's like I said the last time um, w- w- when this had just come out, I didn't realize how I, I, I guess, truly emotionally connected or invested in this game. I was until I started seeing it. And then, like, when I'm finally sitting there and actually starting to play it, and it's uh, in my room now, and, like, I'm the one experienced. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, it, I've, I'm feeling everything like <laughs> like the game just kicked me in the chest with a boot of nostalgia plus 99 i was just i was just God. so i was breathless seeing that entire fucking opening sequence just ah uh, it, it, it because it is a moment like when when i played the game the, or the original game and, and that opening scene happened i had a similar feeling of oh god i'm seeing something incredible right now like this mm-hmm. is this is next level. You don't. There was not direction yeah. in video games like this prior to Final Fantasy VII, at least not that mm-hmm. I had experienced. Yeah. So, kind of seeing the new take on that and how mind blowing that was, like those two moments in time, like you know, from three Sundays ago and twenty three years ago, <laughs> they came together in this weird moment. And I can't explain how I felt. It was just, it was an incredible feeling. Mm. Um, so I guess we'll go like d- down the line. With, like, okay, let's be with characters. Uh, the characters in this game are fantastic. Uh, I think that uh, a lot of these characters are already iconic, obviously, or they would not have endured yeah. and be as beloved as they are now, even with that clunky ass original localization, a lot of those characters and a lot of those lines and things still fucking land. Um, and what you get now is a bigger version of that with these characters having voices, having a large range of motion, facials, just everything that kind of like brings them to life in ways that you would never kind of like, like even with Advent children, even though they were kind of doing a lot of next gen, like, uh, uh, um, 3D stuff with it. I think that the stuff in this game looks way better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think it's, it's way more children, emotive and it's expressive. Yes, go ahead. I think Advent Children holds holds up well for how old it is. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can see similar designs like between this that and this. Yes, yes. But it's like that was also a fully rendered movie versus the fact that this game does so much of it in real time in is real time, crazy. Yeah. Like th- there, there's obviously pre-rendered stuff in this game, but there's a lot of it that is just straight up done in engine and it looks incredible. Yeah. Um, so, 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 so I guess we're going to go over the characters. We'll, we'll go over, I will go over like, like Eris. Eris is not a character that I gelled with a lot, uh, in the original mm-hmm. game. Uh, she just didn't land with me for some reason. Um, and I think that, like the way that it might just be like the way that we all sort of interpret things. Like, whereas, like, okay, Eris now has a voice. Eris has yeah. a range of motion that she never had before, um, and she's probably the reason you want to play this video game. <laughs> she is she's so good. She is. You can't deny her bubbly personality and with the voice acting there's nuance now in how that yeah. she, she carries herself and how that is at odds with this sadness that she's very clearly carrying with her and the actress <sighs> is really good at pulling both of those things together and like these little moments that humanize her and that, like she's not perfect like there's a great mo- Eris does a cuss y'all <laughs> 
<laughs> she almost falls down and it's like shit and it's just like this cute little humanizing moment where she's like this she's like you know like i feel like she's kind of always been painted as this perfect character that's kind yeah. of like very like a, a little bit more than human but like that little moment of just like slipping and almost falling you're just like ah shit <laughs> just getting frustrated <laughs> it's so perfect I was not expecting it, and I sat there laughing my ass off the whole time. Uh, but she's such an amazing character. Uh, Tifa's character got a nice kind of... Uh, I think that there's a new layer to her character that I don't know if it didn't come across well in the original, or I just didn't catch it. Uh, but I feel that she's more complex now, where she seems very kind of at odds with what Avalanche is doing, but she's... Oh, all, yeah, definitely. She's, but she's also unsure of how else she can make a difference. So it's kind of like, I can't do anything but this, but I don't know if I agree with it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and like the way that she kind of rides that conflict through that storyline is really good. Um, her interactions with Cloud and Eris are just so good. Um, Barrett. I think her, yeah? that her stuff with Cloud is very much more... In line, I think, with the second half of the game. Yeah. Like, yeah. this two stuff where it's like, she isn't quite sure how to act around him because yeah. of what she's she knows. Yeah, like, what she mm -hmm. knows. And, like, because, you know, like, that's the thing. That, like, we have that context now where we've played this game 23 years ago. And we know yeah. what the big, the, the big thing with Cloud is. And, like... <laughs> Unless you've forgot because yeah. the translation wasn't very the, good when yeah. you played it 23 years ago. Yeah. Um, when I was... Or when I was four years old, just as a oh my god! <laughs> but like, but like hearing, but but like knowing that like Cloud make these big declarations, and some of the characters <laughs> around him know, and it's just like, oh. yeah, and it lands so much more again because there's voice acting there, uh, and they were mm. given that direction to kind of have that hesitation in their voice of like, yeah, yeah, you did that cool thing, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It definitely feels to me like Tifa is just carrying this sadness with her. Yeah. And she's not sure what to do. Whereas yeah. in the original, like for the whole first she, day, she just seems like yeah. she's pining. Yeah, she's just pining yeah, kind of endlessly. Yeah, like, like she. Speaking of pining. Speaking of pining. <laughs> Barrett. Barrett. <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> uh, Barrett is our is our good uh, uh, man. He, the, I love what they did with him because obviously he was like kind of just a bad Mr. T kind of um, stereotype in the original. Uh, mm. And his, his portrayal was a little unfortunate in the original, if we're being honest. Yeah. Uh, this time around, he's like kind of a big lovable oaf, but also <laughs> like he's got these big grandiose speeches about what Avalanche is doing. And at every point, you swear that somebody's going to be calling him out on his bullshit. And it's just like, it, even it's like he's giving these big full throated speeches and like, nobody is really biting, but it's, it, it's an interesting way that they're writing his character uh, cool. and that he's full in on this whole spirituality, like freeing the planet from what Shinra's doing. And like this terrorism is the only way we can do it. And it's just like, but he's also got these big, great moments of just being incredibly silly. Like, he sings the goddamn Final Fantasy victory theme when he levels up. <laughs> and, 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 
his scenes with Marlene are just so sweet. Like, oh my god. Like, they're so good. Like, they've really kind of nailed that fatherly kind of uh, feel that they wanted to have in his character originally. Uh, and again, it's all in the voice actors doing what they need to do. Um, <laughs> and of course, Cloud. Cloud is like the coolest not cool boy ever. <laughs> and it's so... His dialogue is written so fucking sharp, it'll cut you into pieces. Like, they handle him so well. I, like, like I came out of this game just like... I, I never was, like, the biggest Cloud fan in the world. I just... I never thought he was that great. Uh, mm -hmm. I came out of this game really loving what they're doing he's not him. just He's not just Gloom Cloud. He's not just having children Cloud. Uh, not at all. No, they've given him so much character. Uh, he's very quick. He's very quippy. Uh, he 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 is. I like that. He has a very sharp tongue for everybody around him, and it, it, it it's a very welcome change from just like trying to be like the brooding bad boy and and like, but they have those moments, and it's just quite literally he's bad at it. <laughs> he's bad. At, <laughs> he's just bad at being the badass. Like everybody's just kind of like, yeah, okay, <laughs> sure thing, buddy. <laughs> oh, that's funny and good. Yeah, like it's it's all in the characterization. Um, and that's like the biggest, the biggest strong suit of this game. If anything, it's the characterization. And of course you've also got, uh, the wedge Biggs and Jesse, uh, they mm. get uh, actual characters now, actual characters now. And they're really good. Like they, they Jesse's very horny. Jesse's going to horny jail, which is literally her home. <laughs> I think they do a really good job of writing her though and, and Erica Lindebeck just knocks it out of the park with that performance too uh, she's just so good she was also English Uzume if, you know you were, you were oh. curious yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, she, she's really good uh, so yeah, like uh, that's the big thing that I took away from this game is just the characterizations are really strong I came away just from like a like a third of this original story, like I came away loving these characters more than I did in like the hundred, two hundred hours I've played of the PS One game. Like I came away loving these characters Damn. even more, um, and it's just because you get such a, you get such a bigger scope of who they are, and it's just yeah, that, yeah. yeah, they're so so good. Um, See. For me, it was interesting because I think what I th liked about this game is how much they fleshed out basically everybody else as well. Mm -hmm. Like, all those Shinra employees that yes. you don't get a whole lot of time with, they really do everything they can with them, I think. Yeah. Like, especially because, like, like, you meet a lot of them pretty late in the game, like characters like Hojo and uh, Scarlet. Oh, they're my not, God. They're, they're yeah. not there very much, but, like, they do great they, stuff with them to like, really like make them stand out. Yeah, characters like Heidegger, Scarlet, and, and, and Hojo. Like, Hojo yeah. especially is just like, my God, you fucking creep. You're <laughs> so... They nailed his animation and facials so well. He's such a fucking creep. That's <laughs> basically... <laughs> everyone in this world is beautiful except for him. Except for <laughs> him! Really? I'm really interested in the depiction of Hojo, because, like, the, the way I heard it was that he's, like... <sighs> like almost like fake woke. I don't know. It's I don't know. It's great. really like they went a real really fun sweet. where they went a real fun direction with him that is very true to what he was in the original game. It's just blown out to such a degree that it's so Excellent. so yeah. admirable. Excellent. 
He was one of those characters where when you look at his PS1 sprite, you're just not sure what they were going yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. Because the graphics were so primitive. Yeah, but now, like, you, you get the full detail, and it's all in the yeah. facials for him. Like, it's just yeah. him talking is disturbing for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's, they did such a good job. Um, and the Turks, the Turks are really good. Yeah. Um, oh, good. Reno, Reno and Rude are incredible. Like, holy shit. Uh, Sung is gorgeous. Uh, he is a very gorgeous man. Um, God. Um, man. But yeah, like, that, that, it, so much good character in this game. So There's, much. So, so much. I think maybe it's because you don't get to play as him, but Red 13 also. Yeah, Red 13. He seems kind of forgotten. A he, bit. He's, he definitely, like... Even he's kind of a little more quippy than I would have expected, and he kind of he falls into the dynamic really well with these characters. You're kind you've kind of spent like thirty hours getting to know, yeah. Uh, and they drop him in uh, for like the last five or so hours of the game, and he he manages to fit in and feel yeah. natural, uh, and is able to kind of like you know just in terms of bouncing back and forth with everybody in the same way that mm. they have you know, with that familiarity, he falls into that naturally. And it's like, there's a great moment where <laughs> Barrett wants a high five from the dog. <laughs> and he, <laughs> I laughed so hard. It's a real good moment. Um, yeah. 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 So if you know the story of uh, everything that kind of happens in Midgard, this game kind of, kind of follows that for the mm-hmm. most part, it sprinkles in some extra stuff that we mentioned last time. Like the, 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 the side mission stuff is really not good. Yeah, it's, oh, the more it's, I think about it, the more I was like, man, it's really not worth doing, huh? No, it's like there are a few that have like some decent materia behind them, I guess. But like I got like I did all of the side quests up until the the last chapter where you can do side quests, and then I yeah. I just like is way too many. Oh, there's like nine. There's nine that pop all at once and I'm just like, I'm not doing any of these. I think I did one or two of them because the rewards were good, but then there's one where it's just like, yeah. yo, go fight a Tonberry and get nothing for it. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. That sounds real fun. But I don't think that um the side content like and the like the battle simulator stuff, I don't think I don't think that that content being bad it brings down the game at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and people seem to just be in, engaging with it anyway. Like, um, yeah. so it's like, hey, if that's your thing, fine. But it's just like, I at at a certain point, I was just like, I'm ready for this story to go where I want it to go because I know that the Shinra building is next, and I really need to know what they did <laughs> with that. They did a real good job on that stair scene. Holy shit! <laughs> it's hilarious. The stair. They got like eight minutes of just constant dialogue back and forth with everybody, and it's just so good. <laughs> the stair scene is hilarious because at the start, I'm like, oh, this isn't going to take that long, and then it literally Tifa starts starts to get a bit ahead of you oh and yeah you barrett and cloud they start moving a little slower <laughs> yeah they actually slow then, your movement down oh they slow you moving way, way down, down. So and like barrett is just huffing it he's like three floors behind you <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like man i just want to die it's <laughs> <laughs> so like it's funny because in the original game, like that's the quiet way in. Yeah. But you, if you actually think about the real, the real, it's sixty <laughs> floors. 
Yeah, you'd be fucking exhausted. You're not gonna fight after that. <laughs> they make so you like, run all sixty fucking floors, <laughs> and they're so slowing you down. They're slowing you down the whole time to give you the impression of being tired. So it takes like twenty minutes to get up here. It's not twenty minutes, but I think you're closer with eight. But it's definitely a bit. <laughs> it's a good moment. Like I'm glad they did oh, yeah, that. I am so glad they did that. And like the, the the actors were clearly having a lot of fun with it too. Yeah. Uh, there's so much good dialogue in that little scene. Um, it's a really dumb thing that you can do that uh, the game doesn't acknowledge it. I just did it just to see if you could. Uh huh. I I did the stair scene, got to the top, tried to go back down. I went back down. Oh my! And then god. I ran back up the stairs. Oh my god! Did the, so game the funny make... thing though is the second time you go up the stairs, uh-huh. it doesn't slow you down at all. Uh-huh. So it just takes like three minutes. Oh, and the game doesn't acknowledge it. I imagine because it's so stupid. Like, yeah, it's like who's that? gonna think to do that? Like, I know that there's a there's a point where Bear, like in the middle of the run, Barrett's like, "Yo, can't we just go back down and do the elevator?" <laughs> dude, it's just like, dude, we just we're already halfway. <laughs> <laughs> Um and the uh, wall market, holy shit! I uh, that game puts you in a really <laughs> awful boss fight right before that moment, and like that oh, could that could have really ruined the whole thing. But then right when I got to what we were gonna be doing in Wall Market, the big scene, we all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I was hyperventilating by the end. How good. Like, I had trouble focusing on the minigame because I was laughing so hard. If you thought, like, if you watched me play I, the Somnium Files on stream and we got to the ending and my reaction to that, if you thought my reaction to that was, like, you should have been here and heard my reaction to Wall Market because I was... (laughs) I don't think I've been so delighted and like more delighted in the last three weeks than that moment. It's so nice. It's so good. It's coming from such a good place. It feels really. It, it feels really nice. It's so good. Yeah. It's like probably easily the best scene of the game. Just that whole yeah sequence. that whole thing. It's perfection. I mean, what I what I heard specifically was that they shifted the focus. The joke yes. was that. Cloud was uncomfortable being in a dress. Not that Cloud was in a dress. Yes. So it's doing the trails thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, Which is like, so nice. <laughs> every, everyone is super supportive. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he, he has such a great fucking line afterward when you hook up oh. with Tifa. Holy gonna, shit. I was going to mention that too. When, Tifa, when you meet up with Tifa, and it takes her like 30 seconds to realize She's it's just Cloud. like, holy shit. <laughs> and he's just like, yes, yes, I know. Thank you. Moving on. <laughs> no, he says... Yes, nailed it. Moving on. Yeah, yes, yes, thank you. <laughs> nailed it. Moving on. And it this like the the yeah, it's line of the year. Like there's no there is no line in a video game that is going to top that line. It I'd be fucking rolling. So, um the, the battle system is a thing. Oh, I, I, I think the battle I, no, I think the battle system is good. Um it takes a while uh, yeah. to get used to. Uh, what I like about this this game's battle system, though, is that there's specialization everywhere. Um, every character has a use. Uh, they're very unique in what they bring to a battle. Uh, you can build their materia and weapons around that, but ultimately they're all they are kind of still focused on that job. It's just you can sort of change a few of the parameters of how they work. 
Um, like the weapon system and the specialization, like it all is like all of this stuff kind of started in Final Fantasy X and worked its way through thirteen. Uh, and this game has a lot of Final Fantasy thirteen DNA in it, mm-hmm. especially with regards to the battle system being as chaotic as it is. Uh, the stagger system is pretty much just Final Fantasy thirteen. The stagger system, um, the way the environments uh, in this game is paced out, is Final Fantasy thirteen top to bottom. Um, like, so yeah, like, interesting that Final Fantasy 13 is getting its due, um, uh, 10 years later under the guise of Final Fantasy 7, but <laughs> so be it. Uh, I think that, like, the, the, the part of the battle system, I think, I think, and the battles that feel the worst are when enemies are fast and can zip around the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Because even if you lock on, the camera just can't keep up, and that can feel yeah. real bad. Um, like, so, like, if you, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, enemies in the sky always oh, never God. felt great to fight. Yeah. And there's definitely some parts, like one of the early side quests when you're like in a kind of an abandoned building or something. Yeah. Like the way the camera would get hung up on the wall. And I'm like, ooh, this is real bad. Ooh, this is going to make Polly so mad. That's yeah. what I thought. <laughs> yep. There were, there were definitely a lot of, oh, God, I'm mad moments. Um, uh, oh, man. Like, I, I am... I am glad that they included a certain enemy in the game because as soon as they trotted it out, I was rolling in the floor. I just hated the fact that I was fighting it for the next hour very angry. Uh, you mean the Hell House. Oh, God, we, yeah. know, we know you mean the Hell House. The Hell House. But the Hell House is a constant... Like, I looked it up, and like that's like the boss fight in the game that people seem to just get real caught up on because <sighs> it's got a bad fucking gimmick. Uh, it's really, really bad. It's so weird because I had this. I kind of had the same moment, but it didn't break bad for me. Where it's like, I had the reveal of the enemy. I was like, "Fucking awesome!" Yeah. And then the fight was kind of annoying, but I beat it my first try, so I oh, wasn't that wow. mad about it. I spent twenty four minutes my first time uh, to and lose, then, uh, <laughs> and then I lost more. Oh, I lost that fight like three times. Um, before winning, uh, but then I went back recently and I refought that fight and was like, I did it like in one go. But that, like, I know the gimmick now and I know how to time the gimmick out. But um, yeah, like the time that I won felt like luck because oh, it just didn't do its move where it's invincible a whole bunch. Yeah. <laughs> it only did it for five minutes instead of twelve. <laughs> See, I so my impression though is like, well, I guess this is what I get for not bringing the assess materia. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the one time that's the I didn't one have time, it. Yeah, if you so don't like, know the gimmick, yeah. You're, you're but f- well, I could see that there was a barrier, and I'm like, well, obviously it's something to do with that. I I'm sure I'm just stupid, and not everybody's gonna get hung up on this boss like I am right now. Nah, it, <laughs> and then nope, everybody, everybody fucking hates that fight. Like I would not be surprised because I know that they patched a lot of stuff with Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah. I would not be surprised if some of this game kind of ends up getting patched uh, a little bit. Um. But, uh, man, I don't know that I can say much more about this game without going into spoiler cast territory, though. I uh, mean, we'll probably I probably have a spoiler cast Which I think here. we probably should. Polly, <laughs> can I tell you the truth? Sure. One week ago, when we were going to do the podcast, uh-huh. I was going to tell you to kick John off the call for the last 20 minutes so we could have it out about just, the ending of this game. Fuck, no, like, that's all I'm going to say. All I'm going to close with is that if you thought Square Enix like we're going to come into this project unafraid to kind of play with their sacred cow in a certain ways. You're, you're going to be very surprised for better or worse. You'll be surprised. Uh, I and, guess. And maybe some people on the podcast believe for worse. Yeah. 
Interesting. I was I I finished this game. Uh huh. In kind of a bad mood. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no. I haven't said anything about this on Twitter at all, but I finished this game like kind of just throwing my controller up in the air, just going sure, <laughs> fucking sure, <laughs> whatever. I I know the, I know the big change to the climax. So and then I I finished the game and I got to the save file like oh, oh save your game for new game plus thing, and I put my PS4 into rest mode. <laughs> I didn't turn it on for another week. Oh my god, the ending of this so then, game pissed you off, huh? So then when I went back to it, I just... The ending of this game erased the game from my memory. Oh, wow. I forgot about everything that I liked about it with those oh last Oh, my hours. God. I, I was really kind of bummed out. This, What this game does is 150% my jam. <laughs> oh, this is delicious. <laughs> It'll be interesting to hash that out on a spoiler cast at some point. Absolutely. <laughs> It's truly amazing because, like, right before things, I was, like, having such a good time. And I thought, oh, this is the, at least right now, I would call this my game of the year. Uh-huh. I, I can't now, though. Oof. Oof. I, I, oof. This game, this game left me feeling all sorts of ways. And, like, the, yeah. and, <laughs> like and, and, and all of those ways are the best ways. Like, I fucking love this game despite the fact that the issues that i had had while playing it and a couple of the hang-ups of some of the boss fights i think are kind of bad um i fucking loved this game i think it's fantastic cool but yours is not an opinion that i have not heard because i've, I've listened to a couple other spoiler casts uh from people uh whose opinions i i like listening to every now and again and uh they came away from it like one of them literally came away and gave this game a zero because of what they did shit i'm not at that level but (laughs) yeah like they thought it was grade a super dumb uh i mean it is that's the thing it is it is my kind of (laughs) dumb i mean i can't believe i'm the one with this though because I like dumb. I like simple. You gear. do, yeah. You like dumb. You like simple <laughs> and yet, gear. And yeah, this was the one where I'm like, you, you guys went too far this time. I think I, I can't follow you down this path. I think all I'll, all I'll say is I think they had to. That's all I can say. Like yeah, I can't, I, I can't say any more because if I do, we have mm-hmm. to actually talk about it. Mm-hmm. And we can't do that right now. We have to wait. <laughs> um, okay. And don't even talk to me about it uh, beforehand. Oh, we're we're, we're going to do a spoiler cast on this. I want I want your freshest. I want these feelings to be fresh. I don't want to know about them. So um, yeah, I, I I loved the Final Fantasy VII remake uh, so far. I think that what they're doing is fantastic. Uh, I loved what they did with the characters, uh, the battle system. Hopefully, they'll tighten some of that shit up next time. Hopefully, like the RPG stuff <laughs> will feel like. Because I didn't really feel like I was engaging much with an RPG with this game, but it also kind of feels like a half step in that, like the action isn't super good either. <laughs> so it's I got... felt like towards the end, like when you're really yeah towards using the, the end, ATP on the yeah, yeah. Like, that's when it feels good. But uh, like for like the first like... for the first twenty hours, I didn't feel yeah. like I was engaging much with RPG. Yeah, I think the ATB on the other characters should be a little faster so, yeah. so that you're getting to use moves on them more often. Because I think that is the most fun part where it's like setting up several attacks in a row to go all Oh, go God, off yeah. Time. Like, I had so much. Like, Tifa was my go to character for the combat system. Like, I absolutely nice. fucking loved using her. Like, her 
the the way her character is set up is to just combo into infinity and she gains atb <laughs> she gains atb quicker than anybody else so you just throw on some unbridled strengths use a triangle attacks and go into something like star shower and she's literally just a damage machine <laughs> she t- she leaves cloud in the dust like literally she was she was like like her attack stat was something like 80 like 80 points higher than his on his best weapon you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, the big sword, they look cool. The, you're not wrong. The big, <laughs> like, I like that you can see the materia in the weapons, too. That's pretty cool. And that's how you know the cutscenes are real-time, because you can see the you can actually, Yeah, you see the actual material you're using. So you know that they're actually rendered in real-time. Like, that's cool shit. Final Fantasy VII Remake's pretty rad, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, it's rad. So we have, do we have anything else, or are we going to go ahead and get ready to kick ourselves that's out of here? Me? What about you, Rhett? You done? Uh, no, I'm done. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I stuck everything on that I wasn't. I wasn't going to talk about Tomb Raider, and then I stuck it on. Anyways. Just stuck it on anyway. Why not? Why not? I want to thank everybody for coming out. As always, uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, of course, for the bits and the subscriptions. Those are always appreciated. Uh, John Fire, where can our lovely internet citizens find you? farawaytimes.itch.io And what about you, Red? I know that they can find you out there somewhere on the, the internet, the cosmos that is the internet. I mean, I guess just keep an eye on SocksMakePeopleSexy.net in the future for the game of the decade. Yeah, hosting. we're we're going to start... Like, it's going to take us probably a month or two to get this whole thing together. Oh, um, I don't know about two months, but... <laughs> well, at the very least, it'll take a month. Um, yeah. And then... Mm-hmm. Like, once we know how we're going to present that, because uh, like I said, I kind of want to do, like, the final reveal of, like, the last X number of games as a podcast. Yeah. I think that would be fun mm-hmm. to do. If you're going to make any edits to your posts, do them before the end of today. Yeah. Is that, that fair? Like, there's no... I mean, no by, the time, by, the time anybody, by the time anybody's downloading this, it's already going to be past mm-hmm. that time, <laughs> so... Fair enough. Well, if you're listening. <laughs> now I'm, I'm alive. Yeah, like, if you're That's here... basically what I've done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but like we're Basically, we're gonna just, we're gonna put a big finalized stamp on that list. Uh, probably close the topic. Um, probably in a few more days once we let we know people have got their lists out and they're still working on them and we want to give them a chance to get those in. So they're yeah. I mean you got a chance to get some last minute edits in while we're waiting, but mm-hmm. like we're not talking like complete catastrophic list change here. That'd be crazy. Don't do that, please. Because like. If you edit your blurb right now, I won't notice. If you edit the order of the list, I might yeah. end up with the other one. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, I guess that's going to do it. We're going to get her out of here. We'll be back again in another couple weeks or so. Again, thanks again for coming out. And remember, we're the podcast. I love you. We're the only ones that love you.